1: to 107.9 Radio Fremantle's the world football program. You've got the world's scaredest <coughs> apprentice in the chair, Huey, and joining me in the studio today is the world's greatest wingman, Pete Skeeler. Good morning, Pete. Morning. How are you going? I'm very well, thank you. And in the studio, special guests today, we've got Rob and Nathan from Perth AFC. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Morning. How are you? Well, as I said, you know, yeah. if it wasn't for this drip pan around me, you'd uh, would all be swimming out of this studio. <laughs> gentlemen, we've got you uh, in the studio today to tell us all about uh, your wonderful season so far. But before we hit that, Pete, the running order today, we have obviously you two, lovely gentlemen. But after that, we will talk to Derek Pollock with uh, his discussion about all things EPL and the Euro club scene. Yep. We will then talk to Andy Thomas about his initiative... F- his fundraising initiative up at Ellenbrook and exclusive, we are the alarm clock to <laughs> one Mr. T. Sage who currently is in England and he will discuss the big news that broke yesterday, was it Pete? The day before, gentlemen? Yeah, the last couple of days. Yesterday, the last couple of days about the uh, home venue for the Perth Glory. Um, Co host Sean Kelly did ask me. To get in touch with Mr Sage, but he didn't tell me that he was in the UK. <laughs> so thank you very much for tipping me into that one, Sean, and the mess that that incurred. Uh, but um, having spe- spoken to Gareth Morgan at the club, he said, Tony's an early riser yeah. uh, traditionally. So I'm thinking, you know, caught to six in the morning. I'm not answering any phone. Tony <laughs> Sage is going, I've done business already. What's going on? <laughs> but before we do that, I will read out the uh, club statement that the club released. Let me double check. September the twenty-first. So this goes on for a bit. If yep. you uh, do, you want to put some music in the background? No, you're good. You sure? Yeah. Gentlemen. Oh, we're listening. Oh, I was going to say, do you want we're to put really go music in the background? <laughs> All right. No. Dear member, I'm writing to confirm that our club's Isuzu Ute A League team will play ten of their thirteen home games of the 2022-23 season at. Don't Everybody, all together now?
2: Macedonia, Macedonia Park. Park.
1: Macedonia Park. That, that came out of the blue, didn't it? I, mm. You know, the Joendlup uh, Arena was favoured for that uh, particular gig and I thought it yeah. was a, a decent yeah. option. So it continues. As we're sure you're aware, the club has been forced to relocate to a temporary home due to the ongoing stadium renovations at HBF Park, but will return to that venue for three regular season home fixtures beginning the 10th of March. We have been confronted by a unique set of challenges caused by circumstances completely beyond our control, which mm-hmm. is yeah. fair enough. But uh, having spoken to Mr. Sage a couple of weeks ago, yep. uh, and again, I've espoused this more than a few times on this show, if you own your club, own your ground. Yeah. Uh, we've seen plenty of clubs in the, in the EPL and the EFL where that separation from club and stadium has been to the detriment of the club. Yep. And I've said a long time ago, if you're relying on somebody else's stadium, sooner or later, someone in that, uh, in that ownership group is going to go, oh, by the way,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> we've, got a, we've got someone who's going to bid higher for that particular week. So that's, again, continuing. Our members and fans were our primary uh, consideration throughout the decision-making process, and there's been no perfect outcome. Um, Being informed so late in the piece of the unavailability of HBF Park for an additional six home games beyond the original four has severely delayed and thrown our season planning into disarray. We have worked tirelessly to ensure that our members, partners and fans are able to attend games at a venue which is of a rectangular orientation and fit for football. Macedonia Park? Oh, you said that. As well as needing a rectangular venue, we wanted to avoid having to play home fixtures on the East Coast, given that our yep. members, partners and fans have been deprived of normality in terms of home games for the past two seasons. Obviously, there are major financial implications for our club, and we are discussing with the state government potential compensation for loss of access to HBF Park. I wonder if they factored As they should, yeah. Yeah, again, here, here. Well said. We are pleased to say the state government is looking to provide significant financial support, match day event, and temporary infrastructure support to enable us to host home matches at Macedonia Park. As I say, this goes on for for mm-hmm. a bit. It's it, it's fairly comprehensive. Significant temporary infrastructure improvements will be made to render Macedonia Park fit for A-League football, including the addition of temporary seating to build its capacity, pitch renovation additional parking and temporary lighting upgrades, and the state government has agreed to assist in implementing these improvements. Because that was the first thing I thought, having refereed down at... You boys would have been there a few times. Having refereed at Macedonia Park, where are you parking? Mm. (laughs) You know, they're not going to let you park on on, um, Carron Up Road. Yeah. I mean, and it's not near... It's not near a train
3: station, too. That was the first thing I looked at, was... um,
1: Uh, Stirling uh, train station is a... I mean, that's the closest yeah. to walk. Yeah. So, shuttle buses maybe, but we'll find out. Uh, the work, however, will take time to complete, and as a result, Australian Professional Leagues, APL, has had to amend our season fixtures. The original first two home games of the A League men's campaign versus Central Coast Mariners on the 23rd and Brisbane Roar on Sunday, the 13th of November, 23rd of October, sorry, 20 and 13th of November, will be rescheduled at Macedonia Park for later in the season thereby ensuring that the club retains its 13 scheduled home fixtures. So that Yeah, that's, well, I mean, that's good. That's good we get those games, but, I mean, Spanner, yeah. gee whiz. The first home game will now take place under lights. So that's going to be interesting as well, because that was the second thing I thought was, would they play games under lights at Macedonia Park? Because the lights are adequate. Well,
3: as, as I've said, the lighting's getting upgraded. Mm.
1: So that's going to be interesting, whether they're bringing in those portable lighting generator poles. Yeah. Uh, when the glory came up to calculate he's reminiscing <laughs> um, at Kalgoorlie when the glory came up they brought in those um, portable yeah. generated lights and bloody hell did it light it up <laughs> uh, where did we get to yep, uh, Macedonia Park is a historic venue and we look forward to making it our home retaining our full allocation of home games was an absolute non-negotiable and we are confident that the infrastructure improvements will create an atmospheric boutique venue with a strong community football feel hmm. which is what that ship in stadium uh, Mr Sage was talking about if he can organise that with Mr Forrest yep two clubs rectangular need specific boutique stadium two plus two equals five in that case well maybe (laughs) out of adversity comes opportunity and we have worked very hard to try and obtain the best solution from an extremely difficult set of circumstances and ensure that this season is a successful and memorable season one on and off the field. Mm. Okay. We would like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank Sterling Macedonia Football Club, the city of Sterling for the support and acknowledge the similarly proactive approach of the APL who have stood alongside us as we have pushed our case for a venue fit for football and in our claim for compensation, which is again the home of football. Yep. What have we said on this uh, on this show more than once? Fit for football. Yep. 1,500 people capacity. Are you kidding me? What, you know? And the egg-shaped game are screaming that, oh, we shouldn't have let Subiaco go because we need a 40,000, 50,000 seat stadium. (laughs) The rectangular game needs Mm. (laughs) 1,500. Different story, different show, different time. We'll get onto that one later on. Finally, and this is the uh, last couple of paragraphs from the press release from the Perth Glory. Finally, we would also like to once again sincerely apologise to you, our loyal members, fans and corporate partners for the distress this situation has caused and thank you for your patience and understanding. We look forward to welcoming you to Macedonia Park as our men and women, there you go, so both teams will play there, go for glory in 22-23. Season 22-23 members can expect to receive a personal email communication regarding their membership status and refund details by 5pm this Friday. So, there you go. Uh, a fixture update, inclusive of the revised dates and kickoff times, is also expected in the coming days. And that is the press release from Perth Glory. Thank you. So I was going to say you it went on for a while That's why I said Do you want music In the background yeah. It was
3: mentioned On the Glory Fans United So yeah, yeah. Uh, basically Memberships will not Get you into uh, Macedonia Park Why not um, So the Glory's Refunding your membership So anyone's bought a membership And you need to buy A ticket to get To the ground uh, as, uh, To get to the game there I okay. don't know why that is But that's what they're doing and, interesting and, well, so long as they're refunding. The one yeah. thing that I noticed was missing from that press release was God. an actual statement as to what the new capacity will be at Macedonia Park.
1: Well, again. You
3: know, okay. Are we talking like, you know, they're, they're putting in seating? Are we talking it's going to be 6,000 people? It's going to be 10,000 people?
1: Again, if I uh, reference <laughs> the egg shape game, they're having their uh, local league uh, grand final next weekend, I think it is. Mm-hmm. They're playing at Leadable Stadium and they have shipped in temporary stadium and i believe the last time you were here pete that we discussed that that if for whatever reason june lap was going to be knocked on the head yeah that the state government had already shipped in temporary uh stadium at a venue not ideal for rectangular Mm -hmm. but with the infrastructure train station nearby bus station nearby close to the city you've got shopping precinct nearby your favourite uh, point of call, there's a pub nearby. I no was going to say the that's, Oxford. that's the most you know? important thing. <laughs> you know, yeah. everyone would get down to the Oxford, that's for sure, to watch that uh, glory play from there. But Macedonia Park, hmm. food vans.
3: Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Yeah. There's nothing. We else will have to Tony
1: Sage on later on today. And um, as I say, because it's early in the morning there, he has uh, given me a very brief time frame. So when we get him on the line, it will be a case of Tony, go. And as we as we know, a bit like Graham Normanton, you give that man uh, the time to speak his mind and <laughs> it's all go. Gentlemen, normally we go to a break. Oh, Pete's got his hand oh, up. I was just going to say, the... before we really What's dive the...
3: into everything here, it's uh, also <laughs> got to say thanks to our partners, uh, Futsal WA and Greg Farrell, who oh, joins us regularly to talk Futsal. What a win, man. <laughs> uh, register your team in the Superliga. Oswest Fencing and wrought Iron for custom-built fencing and gates, uh, and Gate and Fence Hardware WA for fence and gate components and automation to upgrade and protect your property now that we've got that bit out of the way now we can kick off
1: uh, thanks Pete that, <laughs> that's what the world's greatest wingman does because while he was doing that I'm teeing that up as I was saying to you uh, lovely gentleman, was that normally we go to a, uh, a break while I struggle with the telephone <laughs> uh, and get dead air and
3: that's and why you got these guys <laughs> in the studio so he gets one less phone call and then
1: get it. people to go hi are you there yes yeah. I am yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, your season. Tell us all about it. Go for it. The floor's yours. Firstly, introduce yourself. Give us uh, individually, one by one, your football journey. How did you get here? Where did you start?
4: Um, I'm Rob Caruso, president of Perth AFC. Really good start. Um, I've been playing for as long as I can remember, to be honest. Yep. Since I was little, I've always been involved in uh, football. Yep. Who'd you start with? Uh, started with the old uh, Phoenix Park. Back in the day? Oh, I remember that. Phoenix then. Park. Yeah, this way, yeah. 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 Then Phoenix went Park. through
3: and like a Spearwood, like Hammy Hill is area. That right. Yeah.
4: Never heard of them. Go. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh then went through to um, Fremantle United. Yep. And then Southern Spirit and then decided oh, it's time to create my own club and <laughs> go from there. Yeah. So you created your own this is Perth AFC that we're
1: talking about, creating yes. your own club?
4: Yeah. Yep. How long
1: ago did you do that?
4: Uh this year is actually our fifth anniversary.
5: Fifth oh.
1: anniversary? Yep. Perth ASC are playing in the Ami second division is that correct
4: yes so we have third, uh, third? oh now as of a few weeks ago oh, well, second, yeah. division so, now, yeah, so. second division now yeah
3: <laughs>
1: sorry I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward here sorry mate <laughs> uh, Perth ASC were previously playing in the Ami third division weren't they that's correct how did that season go uh, I'll let Nate touch
4: on that since he's <laughs> the uh, head coach for the boys Nate, um, introduce yourself uh,
6: Nathan Thorpe um, I, I just like Rob I've been playing as long as I can remember
4: yep started um,
1: where
6: I started at Balladura. that was my local club mm-hmm. um <laughs> north of the river
1: that's
3: so,
6: it um been many clubs through there big clubs yep um and then obviously I got in touch with Rob probably when they established AFC five years ago mm-hmm. um playing futsal yep to start with um and then yeah I, I jumped on board this year to take on the, the first team first
1: so team as player group. coach or just as coach um Player coach. Well done. Yeah. Um, love a player
6: that's, coach. That's, that's yeah. Sunday yeah, league I football. I love a player yeah. coach. Yeah. Player coach. Um, playing
1: what position? Centre midfield?
6: How'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> player coach. Turn it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where am I playing? I'm either goalkeeper or centre midfield. Nah. You're not a goalkeeper. Nah, in, in the middle of the park, so...
6: Um, <laughs> so yeah. And then, obviously, yeah, like, like you said, this year we got promoted from, from Div 3. Today. No, 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 so, no. Come on, don't undersell it. You got promoted how? Uh, well, and. Un- unbeaten. 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 Nice. D-
1: yeah. <laughs> D- don't undersell it. We got. From- yeah, we, we got promoted. We 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 went through on goal difference on the last. No, no. Tell us all about it. <laughs> um,
6: yeah. Well, thankfully, know um, yeah, It's. I think we wrapped it up three weeks ago. Now. Yep. Um, and if anyone that's paying attention to that league, the the second spot that's up for grabs could have been.
4: Who, who yeah. we're
1: talking is playing in that
6: uh, second spot? Uh, so Cracovia ended up going up, but there was would have gone to the last game. Well, yeah. It did go to the last game. Sorry, and there was four teams that could have gone up so thankfully we were definitely not a part of that yeah
1: we had uh, Mo Livingston on here from uh, Kingsley Westside yeah yeah so he, he's in that le- yeah no uh, Balazura you would have seen the, the ugly Mo yelling yeah. on the sideline more than a few times um, more than a few times sober hopefully <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking off air Pete and myself about uh, the World Cup with extended uh, trading hours we're, we're, where we're going to be going 3 o'clock in the morning <laughs> bring back my mining days <laughs> you know getting out of the pub at 8 o'clock in the morning going that boy's out Easily bread. What's happened to I've been working all night. Anyway, sorry, mate. I've, I've interrupted. Yeah. So top of the table. Yeah. Undefeated. Um, yeah. Go on. Give us the give us the stats. Goals goals per game. Um. Uh. Would have been three something. Four. I think we
6: scored Brilliant. seventy goals in in, in twenty two. Yep. Gonna um, work. Unfortunately, we've got a forfeit tomorrow, so. I think, I think it was. <laughs> I think it was seventy. We scored seventy. and We conceded twenty. Seventy four. Uh, seventy four. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I know we conceded twenty. Yeah. Yep. So. That's it.
1: Um, so, uh, what's the situation with tomorrow? What, what, what's happened there?
6: Uh, so, Naranda just, just don't have any players enough, okay. enough to play. Okay. Um, for both teams, the Rezies um, forfeit as well, and they've actually won their league as well. Nice. So they've done the double. Wow. Mm. Which is, How'd you go in the Cup? Uh, we, we both of us actually got knocked out the same round, both to Maccabi. Yeah. Um, okay. I actually think it might have been the same scoreline, 2-4-2 two, two, from memory. Wow. Um, that was probably the only blemish, I think, for our season. Mm-hmm. Um, we gave away the first half. That happens. That it happens. It does happen. But I think magic at, of the cup. Yeah, yeah, magic of the cup. Looking at the run that round that we got knocked out, I think four Premier League teams got knocked out. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it was a, it was interesting. So I think looking back, you know, we, think we probably missed a great chance. Yeah, you Not know, uh,
1: I've seen them a couple of times. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I see. Looking at the uh, the teams in your division, you've got Lafiama there. Yeah. Uh, how's the away trip to Geraldton? Because yeah, I've well, got very I, I, fond I, memories of that.
1: What goes on tour? <laughs> yeah, All what goes now? on tour? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, let's.
3: Yeah, how was the game? How was the the venue up there? Uh, the, the week leading to it was horrible. I hated it. Yeah,
6: we had players not coming, players yep. coming, players not coming, players coming. Do you do
1: work commitments and work family commitments. Family commitments. Yeah.
6: We had a couple of um, kids that have got newborns. Wow. Um, you know, our keeper, the first in keeper, up until Friday night wasn't coming.
2: Yep. Wow.
6: And then obviously Saturday morning said, "Look, I can make it." And I was like, "Thankfully." <laughs> We had, we had another keeper anyway, but obviously it was your first team, yeah, first, team yeah. Yeah. first team keeper. Yeah, first team keeper. First team keeper, yeah. The week leading up to it was horrible. Hated it. But we, we got down there on the Friday, enjoyed the Friday, enjoyed the Saturday. The yep. game was great. Yep. The atmosphere that they put on was terrific. Yep. Yeah, they do a there good job. 200 up. Mm. people probably there watching the game. Yep. Mm. Probably 300 in the bar afterwards. Yep. Um, and yeah, it was really good in the end
1: but I'm glad hopefully won't. we uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We in this club have um, often uh, spoken about the, um, well, I, I call it the need. What do you call it, Pete? The, the, the opportunity for these regional centres to becoming um, Saturday league teams. Do, do you, Having been up to Lafayama a couple of times, do, do you see that as a viability? Because they tend to be quite comfortable where they are. Mm. Uh, and we've seen, unfortunately, with the season that South West had, This season doesn't mirror the season they had last season. So, you know, we have those. And Kalgoorlie, like I said, I I had my refereeing career starting Kalgoorlie. They regularly had, exactly as you said, Nathan, work, family, Mm. newborn, well, I think uh, the
3: issue is like uh, Bunbury, Southwest Phoenix is exactly is what two hours from Perth
1: on the freeway, you know. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas
3: Lafayama's about four hours, Geraldton's about four hours. Yeah. That's probably Cowars, Cowars that would have to be seven. about yeah, is six or seven. So. Albany,
1: yeah, you know, um, roads improving all the time. but Gerald, that's still four, four and a half. Yeah,
3: Geraldton would have to be like at the outer extreme from amateur yeah. league club. There's no way you're going to have like an amateur league club in okay. you know Broome or something, and you know no, no, a way <laughs> trip to Broome. Or, I mean how that about, would be how, awesome. How, but, how about that yeah. for a way trip? place <laughs> oh yeah
6: they. I think a couple of weeks ago they had to back it up. They had two away games in a row. Yeah. And I was, just, we did it once this year and wow. I've had enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, To do it two weeks in a row and then, what, 11, 11 weeks to the season. Yeah, That's crazy.
1: Wow. Them. Rob, setting up a club. I mean, you just went, oh, yeah, I set up a club. And, you know, and then we moved on. Uh, setting up a club. <laughs> turn yes. it up. Like, big smile on your face. It was easy as. Yes.
4: What, what was involved in that one, please? Uh I wouldn't say easy. Yeah, but, well, uh, well, that's
1: why I made the joke. don't say
4: <laughs> that's easy. Um, yeah, sort of I uh, wanted to do something different, start yeah. up a futsal and football club, a yeah, club yeah. that does both based mm-hmm. on uh, what they do in Europe. So yes. most of the European clubs. Barcelona, It's the Barcelona model. Barcelona, Yeah, a lot of the Spanish yeah. clubs do that's it. Right. Um, so I wanted to do something different here and sort of put that to the test and yeah, see yeah. what I could do. Right. And that's sort of where it all started was, I want to try something different. I want to offer a little bit more. Um, so, were season. you
1: in um, in a, a circle of like-minded people, going, "Yeah, I've had enough." You know, not so much for any particular reason at this particular club. I'd like a new challenge because start a club. Hey, I'm trying to start a video um, a club with uh, female players for the World Cup in 24, and I'm thinking yeah. I've, I've no idea where where to start yeah. from. You know, I've, it, it's, <laughs> i it's can't believe you like oh, <laughs> wake up. I'm going to start a club. And there it is, and a successful club.
4: Um, yeah, it was a bit like that. The first year, I ran the club on my own. Right. Um, so it was just getting the foundation right, uh, getting a team together. So our first team was a um, – so we had a Metro men's team. Right. So we just had the yep. one men's team and we had a futsal team as well. Yep. Um, and a, sort of developing from that, I thought, this is the groundwork, let's go. Yep. Uh, and then I sort of went across and handpicked a group of people I wanted for our board, mm-hmm. um, sort of business-minded people. to give people. them a shout-out? Are they still on the board? Uh, majority of them still are. Okay. Um, so we've got uh, myself as president, John Lamacchio as vice president, yep. uh, Jake Ambrose as treasurer. Yep. Um, I'm Getting a bit of a mind blank here, but uh, yeah, Jake,
1: we were going to get him in as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
4: So Jamie secretary, coming.
1: the hardest working uh, member of the uh, the board. Who's, who's secretary? Uh, you, so uh, my s- <laughs>
4: secretary. He's <laughs> okay. my sister Danielle. Okay. Danielle Caruso. So um, she's there. Uh, i uh, still pulling them okay. blanks here. Uh, Nelson Caray is in charge of all our yep. events. Um, like I said, Nathan's in charge of our men's. Um, Giuliano. Sorry?
1: Giuliano.
4: Yeah, Giulia. Jules Celestis is yep. in charge of our sponsorship. Um, so do you want to give them a shout out? You know, we may as well. I'm sponsored by who's on the front of the shirt? Uh, so we're sponsored by Jason's Painting Services Great. and Celebrations Rivervale. Yep. They sponsor our men's sides um, as well as Valrose and Semple Property Group. Um, well done There you go Our women's <laughs> are Sponsored by uh, Realty Plus Yep uh, Sandrino's in Fremantle Yep uh, Metropolis Fremantle <laughs> All Right yeah. nice. oh, Here we go Here we go Here
1: we go no, Now the we see how there. good That journey yeah. trip was
4: Yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> So from Metro League How do you How do you get into
4: Division 3 uh, Did you so Did you Go straight into Division 3 from Metro No So first year We just had the one Men's outdoor team Yep And we had a couple Of State League Futsal sides Right Um and then second year, I introduced the two Metro sides. Because yep. I said to Football West, look, what do we have to do to get into the amateurs? Um, their reply was, look, you have to have two men's teams to show us you can... So field. that's
1: first and reserves, yes? Yes. yes. Right. So
4: we entered two Metro sides and a women's Metro side. Nice. how did the women go this season? Can you, off the top of your head, um, We.: you that notice? We <laughs> finished uh, fourth. In uh, so what division? State uh, League. State League? So
1: State the League? women are in State League. Oh, right, brilliant.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So they, they've made a massive jump. Good. We went. We were metros first year. Yeah. Absolutely destroy the league. So I pretty much went to Football West and went, look, From we league. have to go yeah. up, otherwise yeah. I'm going to lose girls. Teams were forfeiting because they yeah. didn't want to play against us. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, co- hey, I've I've played in teams on the other side of that uh, of that uh, that coin where you know. You, yeah, it's you not work. fun for anyone. No, no, mm. so no. Of
4: course it's not. We sort of next year they put us into State League Div Two. So we right. put the application in, got it, finished second there, nice. got promoted to Div One, and been Div. Yeah, state league since. Excellent. Yeah, and then, yeah, so back to the men's. We were metros, two teams in the metros. Mm -hmm. Did well there and then got put into Div 4 amateurs. Right. Won the league there, both Rezies and first team. Got promoted to Div 3, COVID hit, everything fell apart. (sighs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So pushed through that and then sort of this year was our rebuild and bringing Nathan on board, got a lot of players in, um, sort of – Rebuilt our structure for the men's side, the women's were cruising, doing quite well and sort of haven't looked back since. So, Rob, question we ask most um, amateur clubs, particularly the president
1: and uh, co-founder, or well, founder of, um, ambitions. Where, where do we want to be?
4: We want to be as high as we can be. Which is? So
1: at I at mean, the moment? We're not asking for a ceiling, being, obviously, yeah, but yeah. Um, uh, does Saturday uh, work with your group of players? I
4: want MPL. <laughs> right. There you
1: go. That's ambition. Well yeah, done.
4: Yeah, we, I mean, yeah. the whole point, the whole goal of the club was to play at the top level. Yeah. We had Emeralds in here uh, beginning
1: uh, early in the season. They had the same, same yeah. the yeah. same ambition, which is which that brilliant. That is that, exactly it should be. We've yeah. um, we've spoken a few times on this show about uh, clubs that um, make amateur premier and go. Thank you. This will do. Yeah. Mm, mm. Mm, okay,
4: but yeah, yeah. how far? Mm. yeah, no, I mean, I've been in cl- involved with clubs like that as well where yep. we're just happy playing amateurs. and Which is fine. Yeah, which yeah, is all good. All there's a, there's yeah. a game for everybody. We know yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, our goal as a club is to play at, a, at the top level, so that's our goal mm. long term. With, with the futsal side of things, no, did you? Yep. was it the same players
3: you were using on the futsal and the outdoor or is it two completely separate
4: um, sets of players? It was two separate sets of players, yep. especially because futsal was more of a state league and... Um, Football was more When we first started Was metros Early amateur days Um, Sort of now With the men's We're sort of seeing that There's an overlap of players Which is what we wanted We wanted everyone playing both Um, With the women's Majority of the girls Play both Okay So our Women's side is pretty much Built from Futsal players And They've got a lot of Outdoor experience But that's where we've More more focused on on that Yeah Um, And then in the future We want to do the same thing With juniors We've got to Small, decent junior base with our futsal side, so we'd like to introduce that to outdoor. So, yep. Rob, at the moment, no no junior program? Uh, no, at the moment, no junior program for football.
1: So that's going to be too too much of a, uh, a workload for you to take on board. You <laughs> get a junior uh, uh, <laughs>
4: present, because most clubs do. Yeah, right? yeah, so we'll set up another yeah. board. Uh, unfortunately, we can't have juniors yet, due to not having our own home ground no. that we can call I was out. I ask that. I yeah, thought it did you guys it were us. playing
1: uh, out of Woodville?
4: Uh, Len Packham. Len Packham. Yeah, yeah. Len so Packham. we're in Len Packham at the moment. Um, we share it with Western Knights, right. who have been amazing to us, very accommodating. Um, so they let us use the ground for our seniors, and they use it for their juniors. So not mm-hmm. to step on anyone's toes, we don't have juniors down there yet. Uh-huh. So okay. until we get our own place. Um, you looking at any particular region? Always looking. So somewhere down Ham-
1: Hamilton Hillway?
4: Uh, we've been looking pretty much from here to Perth everything in between is that right yeah yeah so grounds are and very is that, hard uh, for,
1: through the because um, obviously yeah, you, you, you form your own club yeah Perth AFC so, I mean the, there's a significance for making it Perth AFC because you know it could be Radio Fremantle FC <laughs> you know Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so have you gone for are that you angling to-
3: for a game again Not, no <laughs> you, don't,
1: you know I've only got one knee that's never happened <laughs> um was there a thought process behind calling it Perth AFC or just yes. it sounded good?
4: Yeah, so the original, well, having Perth was we wanted to do a lot of tours and that with the futsal side. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we thought it's easier for everyone to know, all right, well, Perth, oh, everyone knows where that is. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, we're called Perth, our A stands for Athletic. Yeah. So originally when we started the club, we had some contacts to get involved and be a sister club with... Uh, Atletico Madrid's futsal side. Hmm. Not like well, standing so, up. Just, just whole, slip that uh, into yeah. the
1: conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> no, Diego, I would have so, led with that yeah. one. Yeah. 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 It's not Diego Simone on speed dial. Yeah. This is Atletico Madrid. Who cares? So, <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> uh,
4: um, unfortunately, that fell through, but oh. the whole um, having Perth Athletic and the red and white was for the easy transition. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's that's where that all came from. No,
1: I, I, you didn't have to uh, explain that to me when I, when I said Perth <laughs> AFC. I,
4: yeah, I, you
1: know, uh, as I was going to say to uh, Alan Kimber, who got me in touch with you, uh, you gentlemen. Um, you know, AFC born with nil, yeah. Liverpool nine. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Alan. <laughs> um, yeah, so the AFC that's that's uh, was the case with uh, Ballajure as well. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yep. But so theirs was association, wasn't it? Yeah. So athletic. Yep. not Athletico?
4: No, no. Fair uh, That was <laughs> due to uh, Football West having the rule you had to have. Uh, what rule? No, um, where did they put it? Go on. It was sort of the ethnic background. You couldn't have that in the name. They've changed it all now. I've, yeah, I've never understood
3: because yeah. there always seems to be a couple of exceptions to that. Um,
4: yeah, you know. so if Well, you Croatia have, comes to mind yeah, immediately. Or oh, Cracovia. Yeah, yeah, so apparently if you had that <laughs> name in... Before they brought in the rule, you were fine. Ah, oh, okay. But then they brought it in, and you had to have. So no, no thought process of just. I mean, it, it's still the A. Yeah, you, yeah, Maybe we'll call ourselves the medico Well, now they've changed it all. So yeah. it mm. doesn't matter. You can go back to it, but that sort that's like harking
3: out. back to the late nineties when they did that on the national league, and they, you know, you weren't yeah, to have your yeah. Melbourne Croatias and your
1: Sydney United fifty-eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well,
3: congratulations to them on making the final, by the way. I
1: just had to slip that one I still, in I still they're, they're can't still cheer man. for
4: them. I well still on, can't mate. cheer well for down, them. But yeah, yeah. So oh, that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. So how do we uh, find Perth AFC in our socials, Rob? Uh, so we're on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, just search Perth AFC. Yeah. Uh, we've got our own website, perthafc.com.au. Right. Um, uh, we've got our own YouTube channel as well. Same thing.
1: See? Awesome, there it is for a present. Oh, yeah, Atletico Madrid
4: YouTube channel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you start with that, you start with Atletico and see us on YouTube. That's awesome. Well, we'll, uh, you gentlemen are going to stick around. We're going to talk to Derek Pollack next. We're about EPL and uh, Euro Club League. What, why well, I didn't ask. What, what's your what's your club? Atletico? Well, if you ask, oh. We're talking APL? We're talking. No, no, your club. Uh, The first one I say, who do you support in in Europe?
4: We'll go with that one. I'm a Milan supporter.
1: Milan. Yep. AC Milan. Of course. (laughs) AC Milan.
6: Okay.
3: All right. Fair enough. You've gone quiet
1: now. Nathan?
3: (laughs)
6: Newcastle United.
1: Nice. Yeah. And, and that, that is crickets in the background. I'm sorry. Just Well, again, uh, Nate, West Bromwich Albion supporter. You, those listening know that uh, for a fact.
4: Um, so, you know, we've been through some,
1: some battles together. That's okay. Yeah. AC
4: Milan, why? Uh, as long as I can remember, I've been a Milan supporter. So, That's as good a reason as any. Yeah. All my gears, Milan, black yeah. and red.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. But you guys play in Peru?
3: In Peru. That yeah, is in a Peru.
1: Wait, oh. with the red sash. Peru. Yeah. You formed you formed your own club, mate. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. yeah surely <laughs> you would have picked I, the Milan colours. Red, red oh, and black stripes. Trust me, I
4: would love to. But. i black and white all over yeah. and we have to yeah. play red
1: and Okay. All right. that's a that's a wonderful chat. I'm gonna um I'm gonna get Derek on the line. Thank you, gentlemen. So you will stay? Brilliant. We'll, uh, we'll let that in. Derek's a uh, Chelsea fan, if I remember correctly, isn't he?
3: I don't remember to be honest.
1: I don't remember. Uh, I think I gave. He, go,
3: he gives everyone such good coverage. I don't know. I you know pick up. I any think advice. I gave him
1: stick when Tuchel got the boot. But you know, win the European Cup out the door, Di yeah, Matteo, yeah. Win the European Cup out the door. That's Chelsea for you. Anyway, we'll get Derek on the on the line in just a moment. Thank you very much for uh, listening to one hundred and seven point nine Radio Fremantles, the World Football Program. We will be back in in just a minute if I can remember how to do that.
7: Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Oh, don't relax. I want elbows and backs. Ooh. I want to see
0: everybody
5: from behind. Fencing and Rortyne is a fourth-generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install, or automate your gates, offer electronic security, or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Rortyne. Call us on 9258 6822. Station
0: sponsor. Now I believe he's gonna work me into the ground. I pull to the left, I keep to the right. I ought kill him, but it wouldn't be right.
6: Welcome back, everyone, to the MCG on a magnificent night in Australian sport. It's time to join your match commentator, Robbie Thompson. Good evening and welcome to the G, and what a sight it is. It is already, just minutes before kickoff, a pulsating swathe of red. And it's noisy as well, as we're about to hear Liverpool FC, for the first time ever, are down under and they are taking on the biggest club in Australia led by that man Ange Postecoglou Melbourne Victory twice champions what a moment it is for this side that is an iconic team throughout the world a club that built its legend In the 70s and 80s, five European Cups, second only to Real Madrid and AC
1: Milan. And that's that's uh, that's me not looking at what I'm putting on there. So welcome back to Radio Fremantle's The World Football Programme. Joining us on the line right now is Derek Pollock. Good morning, Derek. How are you today?
3: Hello, Derek. Here we go. go Have I jinxed you, have I?
7: Victory side, as we've heard. Again. Lee Broxham
3: to lead his side good out. Good morning,
1: Derek. Oh, that's better. Yeah, good there morning. Uh, yep. And again. And again. That's my fault. Good on you, mate. Thank you for joining us. Uh, how has life been for you, Derek?
8: so, you know, it couldn't be enough.
1: <laughs> sorry, mate. Go. Are you there, Derek? Yeah, like. hello. Yeah, sorry, sun, mate. Sorry no, no, no. Technical issues this end. Please uh, save me. <laughs> 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 I did turn that off. Uh, Derek, the EPL with the um, Nation League's break happening at the moment must give you a, a bit of a chance to have a, um, a deep breath and just consider the season at the moment. It's, the games are coming thick and fast. It's almost like an EFL championship season. It's almost like you're playing Tuesday... Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Newcastle and West Brom have done for like forever. Like w- these games, how do you keep up?
0: Yeah, it's
8: definitely going to be like that after the international break. I mean, I don't even understand why there's an international break when the season's <laughs> already getting crammed together with yeah. the World Cup mid-season. But um, yeah, at least this time Scotland aren't making me contemplate why international football even exists. <laughs> so that's <not so> <laughs> right.
1: Yes, well, there yeah, I did um, catch a little bit. Of, boy, said we weren't going to do that. I did catch a little bit of the highlights of that Scotland game, and um, I thought Shay Adams uh, was quite tasty. There was a player that West Bromwich Albion were chasing when he was still playing in the Championship. Southampton went, "Here's a bucket load of money. Come play for us." Um, how do you see his uh, improvement in the um, in the EPL for Southampton and Southampton in general?
0: Yeah,
8: it's interesting. Um, Shadam definitely gets a bit more of a run for um, what he can do kind of off the ball and his pres- pressing and his sort of, um, his target man sort of hold-up play more than his actual scoring of goals, which he doesn't do a lot of. Uh, which, you know, for a striker, isn't always great. No, <laughs>
2: really?
8: But Giroud has made quite a good career out of that. So, you know, it's, you know, you can do what you want. So, yeah, but uh, Southampton have done all right. Southampton, they've got, um, yeah, I, I, I was has Hoodle, before the season was definitely in my possibly one of the first managers to go list, um, which I feel would have been harsh on him because every single transfer window his squad gets less able yeah. and he still manages to get them to stay up. So you know, well, good on him.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's true enough. Um, he yeah, I always thought he was a, a quite good man. He was came from Austria, if I remember correctly. Is that um, is that correct? Is that where his history's from? Do you do you know Derek? Yeah,
8: he's Austrian. He's the Alpine Klopp. That's right. Right. And um, But he made his um, name yeah, through the Red Bull network, uh, primarily with um, Leipzig. He Leipzig took them. I, I think he got about. them promoted to the Bundesliga and then he got them finishing the top four um, before moved on. Um, but yeah, no, and he's putting that sort of Red Bull-style, um, mm. high-intensity um, game in at Southampton. Yeah,
1: all together now. You, what's the catch cry? That's how you get promoted because Red Bull gives you <laughs> promotion. Yeah. So Arsenal. Boring, boring Arsenal. Hey. What's going on there, Arteta? Out. I thought he was. Uh, he was the first one to get the chop. What? 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 I mean, he, he's uh, turned into a manager. What's saying? happened?
8: Definitely wasn't me saying first one to get the chop. Uh, I, I, I'm quite a big <laughs> fan of um, Arteta. No, yeah, he's good. Um, Arsenal, yeah, they're looking great, aren't they? They're looking so exciting. Um, and Gabriel Jesus is getting a lot of love from everyone because he's in just about every single person's fantasy league. So mm. you know, That's right. clubs <laughs> of fans of every club want him to succeed. Uh, but no, it's um, he's really he's the sort of player that they needed. Uh, whereas last season, you know, um, Lacazette did a bit of, um, did a lot of passing, did a lot of hold-up play, sort of linked everyone together quite well, but wasn't particularly mobile. Um, whereas Jesus does that yeah. as well as the, the mobility. Um, but he's also managed to be a little bit more clinical than he ever displayed at Man City. Like maybe that's a confidence thing that he finally has been able to get a run of games in the first team, which he never really got under Pep. And so... Yeah, look, Arsenal are playing really good football, um, and finally, you know, having Vinchenko come in as well, I think, it's been really good for them. That sort of left back slash central midfield kind of role that Pep created for him um, has has been, you know, pretty much what Arsenal needed on that on that side as well.
1: That's true enough. Yeah, when when we think of Arsenal, we always think rock solid defence, but um, you know, we we are thinking about uh, thirty years ago. <laughs> you know, Stevie. Baldwin well, has and on the
8: defence, you know, yeah. Saliba coming in has been quite good as well.
1: Yeah, oh, that's true enough as well. Leicester, what a uh, fall from grace. I mean, mm. it, it, I mean, people will remember them winning the uh, the Premier League, but we are now talking seven years ago. Has it really been seven years? There you go, Pete. Wow, is it seven years, Derek, or have I got that wrong?
8: No, it'd be about that. Yeah, before before I moved to England. So yeah.
1: And now bottom of the no, table I'd... with one point. Um,
8: yeah, I'm surprised they even didn't get rid of. Um, they haven't managed to get rid of um, Rodgers um, <laughs> during the international break because that's where I thought it was coming because um, they've got two weeks off. So you'd think this is the time to get rid of him, get someone new in. But, I mean, if they did, I think they'd be particularly harsh on Brendan Rogers because to make almost no signings um, in the transfer window, um, to sell the best set of back you've got to not really freshen up the squad in any meaningful capacity over a lengthy period of time and then um, sell your best centre-back and <laughs> have your two best central midfielders and possibly, arguably, your two best players in the team um, on, the, sort of, on their way out. You know Their contract, so Tillemans and Madison, Tillemans, um, his contract is up at the end of the season, so I imagine him going for pittance in January or on free at the end of the season. Madison's and then Madison's um, contracted up into, the season uh... after.
1: Madison's been linked to United, if have I heard that correctly? To Newcastle. Newcastle United. I thought yeah, sorry. They're, yeah, no, there's a lot of Newcastle
8: rumors <laughs> going about. Yeah. Which is a bit of a at the beginning of the season it looked like a bit of a sideways move, but now it looks definitely like a step up. Um, <laughs> the way they started the season. Uh, but his contract's up at the end of next season. So again, it'll be he'll have to go in January to get any to get meaningful money. money for him, oh, otherwise yeah. it'll be losing, you know, a lot of Value for very little um, at the end
1: of the season. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's the that's the the fun of football manager, isn't it? Really, you can you sell a good player when you can still get money, or do you run out the contract and see if he signs later on? Now, my my favourites, and again, hello, Ronnie Byrne, Everton, out of the relegation area. What, what's happening there? I'm, wow. I'm disappointed.
8: For the moment, for the moment, they <laughs> are. For the moment <laughs> thank well, you very well, much, well, Derek. That's me. what we hit you on. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how they get on. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think what's going to, if, if Everton's out this season, I mean, unless they drastically improve, what's going to save them is having at least three teams that'll be worse than them. So... Um,
1: yeah. So the three, we, I mean, it's still early, uh, early doors. We've only played the seven games. But of those three down there in the relegation area, um, what are we thinking? West Ham? Sean? West Ham?
8: Yeah, I, I think West Ham will, will will be good. They'll stay up. They, think, they won't ooh. go down. Yeah, I, they're just going through that period at the moment that a lot of clubs do go through, where it's how do we sort of transition from um, a, a club that has sort of you know when, when Moyes took them over they were fighting relegation every, every you know pretty frequently, and so he he played that sort of compact football and you know lots of quick transitions forward, play you know playing off the back of Antonio and plays like that. And then how do you transition away from that after a couple of years of success into more of a possession-based game? You know, you, they sign Gianluca Scamaca, um players like that, that, um, that sort of you play in that game. But again, it's how do you transition? You know, that transition's rarely smooth. Um, and so they're in those sort of... The infancy of that transition at the moment, um, and I expect them to, to, to get over the hill and to be, you know... They're setting themselves a long way back now, so probably not European contenders, but comfortably top half.
1: And again, uh, followers of clubs such as mine, um, that'll do very, very nicely. Middle table, thank you very much. Now, some of the games that were postponed due to the Queen's funeral, uh, uh, I think, will um, play into significance towards the business end of the season. Uh, Manchester United versus Leeds United was one of the first to be postponed. But the other one, uh, well, again, the Brighton, Hove, Albion and Crystal Palace, I mean, for... A variety of reasons, and Crystal Palace and Brighton fans will tell you all the reasons. That's a, uh, a, a vicious rivalry, so that may have been called off for, uh, for policing reasons. <laughs> I say with a, uh, with a smile on my face. But the one that's very intriguing is the Chelsea-Liverpool game that was postponed also. Can you see these, particularly the, the United United game, Leeds and Manchester United game, and the Chelsea-Liverpool game, having any significance towards the business end of the season, Derek? Yeah,
8: just, it's, and it's funny. So, so the Brighton-Crystal Palace game, that mm. was called off. Brighton asked for it to be called off because the there was a train strike. Right. Mm. And so there was no train, so the, like, the people couldn't get down. Okay. Um, and then when the Queen died and they were having um, everything going on, mm. the, the trains, by that point, the, the game had already been postponed. Right. Um, but then the trains were running because the train strike went, let's just you know let the trains go during this period of warning so people can get to and from the... the that was actually called off, but then could have been played. Mm. Um, the Leeds, Leeds Man United definitely was called off because police were seconded from right. um, mm-hmm. the north down to London for for the funeral. Yep. And that game requires a fairly heavy policing. <laughs> but yeah, I like in, in answer to your question, though, I think any game that gets called off is going to have an impact because games are just so um, rammed in at the moment, um, this season especially, because um, they're trying to fit a season in, in basically almost the same... You know The same length But in sort of a month less Basically And so Games are going to be Thick and fast Like you say And so I feel that Yeah Any, any game involving Clubs like Chelsea um, Will be um, Definitely uh, Yeah Impacted And they'll impact the title at One point at the time of race But you know The top four race at least yeah. um, As the season goes on Man United as well Having fewer games Or fewer t- Fewer days between games Definitely mm.
1: Yeah no, I'll just sort of highlighted Those three games in particular Because of their Um historical significance but obviously with the Queen's birthday um um it was Queen's birthday the Queen's death <laughs> uh, that that Saturday was uh a literally show. the
3: opposite yeah
1: <laughs> it was a show that I did um solo here and that was that whole round was postponed so mm. I mean there, there is a whole round to make up but I would just uh, as I said highlighted those particular games
8: in particular yeah absolutely but um it'll be possibly for Chelsea it might be a good thing because it gives Graham Potter um, as a new coach, a bit more time to work on um, getting things right and getting what he wants done.
1: Yeah, because yeah, and obviously, obviously, because if you're not looking at the fixture list, you don't know. But yeah, the other Chelsea uh, fixture that was postponed because of the uh, sad passing of the Queen was um, an away game against Fulham. So again, a, uh, a local rival, but bankable three points, you would have thought, for Chelsea on form, unless Metro's in form. Yeah. Yeah, You've got the Newcastle consistent. fan Yeah, he's not gonna, he's not even gonna look at me when I mention that name.
8: <laughs> yeah, and I think Mitch Rich having um a consistent manager and a manager that believes in him is, yeah. is doing wonders for him. Um, you know, there are already eleven points or seven games, quarter the way to safety already. Mm-hmm. So you know. Seven games in, I'm sure they would have taken that
1: at the start of the season. Well, that's it, as uh, most promoted clubs do. 40 points and then work on from there. Mm. Yeah, so if you bank your points early, it takes the pressure off uh, at the business end. Um, Derek, European club action, what's caught your eye so far?
8: Uh, I mean always for a good bit of a chuckle, Rangers getting battered by just about everyone. <laughs> um is for oh, me. Come on, mate. Is, is the best thing. Um, but um, Liverpool's Liverpool's form in Europe has been um probably one of the more interesting things that their sluggish start to the season has continued.
1: Mm. Yes um, it has. Yeah, that's been. yeah, um so we, well, again, we weren't going to go there, but I was listening to a podcast on the way in, and they're going, it's less than two months before the World Cup, mm-hmm. and we've got all these fixtures coming thick and fast. Yeah. How is that, just off topic there for a, for a little minute, Derek, uh, on your own personal opinion, how do you think that's going to impact the spectacle that is, or should be, the World Cup?
8: Well, I was, one pundit was talking about um, West Ham, actually, and just saying... um Declan Rice looks yeah. like he's kind of, you know, he knows he's guaranteed a start for England. He knows he's guaranteed a start for West Ham. Looks like he's not giving his all in challenges, shall we say, in, in, to try and avoid getting injured. Yeah. Um, and so there'll be a big sort of club versus country battle, I feel, going into, as we push towards December, where international managers will be wanting players to not play as much. Club managers will be saying, I literally don't care what you think, um, and I'm going to play them as much as I need to, yeah. to keep my job. Um and so that that will be i feel a bit more uh, yeah a point um as we as we get closer to the end of the year end of the calendar year that is um and and I feel that the World Cup may suffer because you've got people coming in very tired um and then not having as long a training camp as they normally would um in order to to place the world cup so so you know I feel that the world Cup might um i mean it may suffer as a spectacle or alternatively um it could be a lot more open, a lot less cagey because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'll be interested to see how that goes. If you've got less time to work, maybe there's more mistakes and therefore more goals. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'd be interested to see that. But Barcelona, um, in terms of the European club lands, that, that's been interesting to watch. They, on the balance of play, um, gave Bayern a good taking to, just yeah. couldn't convert, and yeah. then um, Bayern, bit clinical, Um beat them quite comfortably. So uh, Lewandowski couldn't quite get the, this time it's different, theme going um, against his old club.
2: Yep.
1: Mm. Rob, Champions League football, much of an interest in that one with your AC Milan connection?
4: Yeah, now that they're doing well. Now they're doing well, thank you very much. Lead you into that
1: one. So AC Milan are in Group E uh, topping at the table. uh, Dinamo Zagreb, Red Bull Salzburg, and um, do I mention it, Derek, Chelsea?
8: Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Chelsea will be interesting um, to see how they come back in the second half of, of, of these group
1: games. Oh, there you mm. go. You, do you want to join into that conversation there, Rob? No, I'm
4: actually quite happy with the group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that?
1: yeah, yeah. Well, two two games in, four points, so a win and a draw. So that, that that's not too bad. Uh, Real Madrid just steamrolling along as per normal. Uh, two games, five goals, six points. Thank you very much. Just hand over the trophy now.
8: I'm just doing my head in. Like they just, <laughs> <laughs> they just defy logic at every turn. It's like, let's just get a lot of good players, have no real structure other than keep it tight and then give it to the and so hopefully he does something. <laughs> and, you know, there's, yeah, it's just one of those ones where, you know, that they were comfortably, comfortably the second best team in a tie for 80 minutes of about three ties in a row. 80 minutes? 160 yep. minutes of about three ties in a row, um, only to then just come out with 20 minutes each tie and win. Yeah.
1: Mm. Now, Aussie Ange uh, was saying that it, it, exactly, well, we had a bit of a giggle about uh, at Rangers, so let's do some, uh, some balance there. Ozzy yeah, Ange was saying about Celtic that, you know, once, once you go to the next level up, if, if you continue to play SPL, <laughs> you're going to get battered. And yeah. um, I, I don't know, I, I, having seen that game and, and your take on it there, Derek, I don't think Celtic were battered, but uh, the scoreline certainly didn't flatter Real Madrid either.
8: Uh, Celtic really have have a lot of stepping up to do um, when it comes to European um, Champions League. It's just that that, that notch above. Um, it, yeah, the, the, the financial gap between mm-hmm. what you make in Scotland and what you make in, in you know big European leagues and the Champions League is just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and that then you know the problem there as well is Celtic don't get the competition on a weekly basis that they get. In um, in Scotland to, to to compete as well, um, they did a good analysis on Tifo where they looked at the financial difference between Celtic and Rangers and everyone else in Scotland, and they said if that same factorial difference existed in the, in the Premier League, then Man City would be literally spending billions a year on 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 players. That's that's the sort of the, the level of difference. Um, but but I mean, Man, that's Man, Man City do
1: spend literally billions on <laughs> players every year.
8: Well, not every year, though, I think, <laughs> though, but, you know. So I um, mean, you know, if we look at you know, I saw Hibs in Scotland. Celtic spent more in one summer than I think we've ever spent in our entire history on players. It was just, you know, we started a player for a few hundred thousand and then Celtic spent nine million on a player. And then that sort of difference is, then stops Celtic then, and Rangers um, competing in any meaningful capacity in the Champions League. So the Europa League is very much that level these days. Yep.
2: Yeah,
1: so uh, go, on, go on, Derek. Look, uh, give us your opinion on these... Second and third tier European competitions because I, mean, I, I still can't get my head around that European Conference League. I mean, what the is that all about?
8: Yeah, if you approach it with an, an English view on it, then it makes no sense whatsoever. But um, I'm just
1: approaching it with a football view, it just makes no sense at all.
8: It's... No, it does because it gives, it gives more money um, and it gives an opportunity for other clubs to get money because, especially like I say, you know, I keep referring back to Scotland, um, but you know, Celtic or Rangers are going to win the league every year. That's just not going to change. That's just the way financially it is. Um very so well, guaranteed. We,
1: we've got other leagues that do that, the, the, the Bundesliga. If you're not buying Munich, thank you very much, <laughs> uh, the La Liga. Okay, there's a little bit more competition there, but uh, we're still thinking three clubs, Atletico, Real, Barcelona, the Serie A, AC.
8: No, but again, those are still clubs where they're going to go into the Champions League. But for those, again, those other, those other tier t- teams like your Belgium, um, Denmark, where you've got one or two clubs that are getting that Champions League money every year and therefore that financial gap is is growing, it it enables other clubs. I mean, Hearts this year, as much as I hate to see them do anything good, um, they're in um, the conference league and they're earning more money than they would normally be able to. And that helps to do something to sort of stop this um, increasing stratification of wealth within football in, in, in these countries.
1: Yep. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. But you mentioned Portugal there. We've got um, Benfica and Porto doing quite well in the Champions League. So, again, a, a two-team um, league doesn't necessarily have to be struggling when it comes to the next level up.
8: Yeah, it depends on, on, on um, what sort of money you can get as well. Um, and so the sort of money that clubs in Scotland can make for players, um, you know, the new Hibs owner knew he's been in for a couple of years now. He had a big rant um, where he sort of said why is the you know English Championship and League One success there worth five times as much as it is in um, in Scotland? So you know, for example, we had um, uh, Nisbet and clubs were trying to buy in England. We we're trying to buy him for a million pounds, and he pointed out that Brentford, not Brentford, uh, Brentford bought Ivan Tony for six million pounds, even though he was playing in League One, Don't and that sort of that oh. level of disparity in difference yeah. in, in income, um, that's what sets... And also, in, in terms of TV money, is what sets clubs like Port- in Portugal apart yeah. from yeah. clubs in, um, in Scotland, even though Scotland is um, the best supported, in terms of attendance, um, yeah. league in Europe per capita. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, you've, you've, you've soured me there. Ivan Tony, West Brom were trying to sign him. I mean, we'd seen him when he was playing for Southend, um, you yeah. Know, can uh can't knock the man taking the uh, the cash at a uh, Premier League side, but uh, Brentford, turn it up. Oh, <laughs> they're just going to sell him for... Oh, I'm not going down that path. Derek, thank you very much for joining us. Anything else you want to uh, have a chat to us about? Uh, oh, no, that's just
8: about all, I guess. Um, but other than that, um, let's hope Scotland's going to do against Ireland uh,
1: in the next day. I didn't think we were going to have a chat about that one. No, that was, that was good. Yeah, so we'll get on to that one just after we... Unless you want to have a chat to, a, uh, to us about it, Derek. I mean, we'll, we'll have a chat about the European Nations League, yep. if you wish.
8: Oh, i always happy to have a conversation about football um, yep. and, and, and a good chuckle at England getting relegated. But yes. <laughs>
1: never go a bit. Now, for our listeners that aren't 100% sure, uh, are you available to go through the thought process of this Nations League and England's relegation? How to how have they been relegated, and what does that mean to the England side?
8: Uh, I just don't think they've really cared enough
1: about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, buy into that. Right, to
3: be fair, though, it was
1: Italy one <laughs> 0 I mean, they also lost four 0 at home to Hungary. Now, now uh, do, don't you, you want to go? You want to start with that one, do I just,
3: you? I just figured I'd mention it. That's.
1: Do you, you want to mention that uh, the uh, I'm go- I'm going to I'll change the song. I'm okay. going to, I'll change the German song. I also song. saw interesting, heroes, an interesting the, stat. The German national side I saw got, an beat, got beat by got stat Hungary.
3: 1-0. The, um, yeah, they did too.
1: Thank you very much. Interesting so stat on the Nations a look at League. Have that England result now.
3: Nations League is that um, <laughs> there's only two countries that haven't scored a goal in open play in the current Nations and League. And it's
1: not Gibraltar because Gibraltar uh, scored against Bulgaria so overnight only, as well. The only beauty. two
3: nations that haven't scored in open play are England and San Marino. That's right. So yep. Farrah Islands. So at least... Yeah, yeah. Everyone else has managed to bang it. That's Even right. Liechtenstein got one That's in the ninety-third right. minute. Yep. But, uh, That's right. Not has
1: scored. Yeah. England, Harry Kane.
3: Yeah. Well, you got a well, uh, quite, for, I mean, probably. the good thing about
8: the Nations League is it gives, like you say, it gives countries like Hibolta yeah. and um, San Marino to have actual games that they they have a Great chance of scoring a goal exactly. in, and not yes, exactly. getting pulled apart every single game, which is which is really good. Um, and then, and I know the club managers hate it because it's it adds another competitive competition that the players don't really need, but. For the fans, it's you know, I mean, it was brought in because it to replace friendlies where fans just stopped going because they weren't very good, yeah. And now that fans are actually going and actually watching competitive football, which I think is always a win. But again, how do you balance that out with the fatigue of players?
1: Yeah. So um, my understanding of the European Nations League, the UEFA Nations League, is that it is a seeding competition. You get placed in a you know group yep. of similarly. Um, Skilled, ranked teams And yep. that will then allow you to get into a particular pot Or out of that particular pot As England have now done They will now find themselves into uh, tougher competitions Because they won't be one of the seeded teams In the upcoming uh, draw for the uh, European Nations Champion What's that What's that competition called? The Euros The Euros It's called something It's got yep. an official name European, European Championships, yeah European Nations Champion, Champions no, ah wafer who cares? Other international news. Did you see the centenary game? Oh, which yeah. game, sorry? Did you see the centenary game, Derek? The, the Australia Soc- versus yeah. New Zealand game.
8: Oh no, and I saw Mabel scored, um, yeah. and we won, which was good. Um, but um, no, I didn't. I didn't watch. I didn't manage to watch the game. It was coming home from work and quite delayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, but but in, in terms of the international, though. Um, Have you seen the... They are trying to bring the South American teams, I believe, into the Nations League in the next... Yeah, I did hear that. We we
1: discussed that one when they first mooted that one. Mm. Um, The FIFA are are, are very reluctant to do that because FIFA wanted the World Cup every two years. And if they get this intercontinental Nations League happening... Is that not the World Cup every two years under a different name? Yeah. But not filling the coffers of FIFA, so that's why <laughs> it's likely to be knocked on the head. The, from what I understand from my reading, is that the, um, um, <laughs> yeah, is, <laughs> CONMEBOL um, um, and CONCACAF uh, are going to do a similar thing, and then maybe like a, a conference. Yeah. The. The Confederations Cup. I,
3: I can I can see why FIFA wants to keep the World Cup as the the sole, you know, true international tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah you'd know, be cynical and say, yeah, money earner. But, you know, the the international, the, the the global, shall I say, global international tournament, and then each sort of each confederation can do what they want internally. It's already a thing with the uh, South American Championships that they do invite teams over as well. In fact, just before COVID hit, Australia was due to play in the uh, South American Championships. We've had... You know, right. They've had Mexico, USA. On that one, they've had that was going to be huge. Qatar, Japan have all been over there. So because that is so f- more, I think due to
8: um, the like the numbers of the tournaments. They need yeah, to exactly. In they've got yeah, they've got a, they've the-
3: got a relatively small number of countries in South America. Unfortunately, all very good at football too. So except for Venezuela and Bolivia, they've been to a World Cup. Venezuela <laughs> hasn't.
8: Hey, yeah, but they're also I think FIFA are trying a few of these. I mean, not FIFA. So UEFA are trying a few of these ones because they're now having um, the Super Cup, which is the winners of it was just the winners of the Champions League versus the winners of the um, Europa League. Yep. But now it's going to be Champions League, Europa League, Conference League, and um, apparently the MLS or the, the North American. Um, well, that, that, well, I mean, money is, is, yeah. is the answer well, to that, everything that, that, that FIFA or UEFA do. Seem,
3: <laughs> seems a bit of a weird thing to have the winners of the Champions League playing off against the winners of the Europa League, because that would be like saying we'll have a cup between the winners of the Premier League and the winners of the Championship. They're two different tiers of competition. Yeah, but you end up getting a lot of... Oh, yeah, Spain, yeah, I'm sure yeah, a lot of people pay for it, and I guess that's, again, all that really counts as far as is concerned.
8: Yeah, and, and again, yeah, exactly. When, when when Saudi can give you lots of money to have it played over there, then, then you know, yeah, like, with true. the Super Cup in Spain, then, you know, it, huh. all things are possible.
1: So how many games from the uh, Nations League did you see last night, Derek? Did you see any? I um, I jumped onto the um, no-name streaming service, and they do three-minute uh, minis. So I saw most of the games. Which one do you want to talk about uh, going on? I, I mean, what I will say is that um, shirts. Did you see that England shirt? Like, I, I, I turned it on, so I turned the, the on the three-minute three minute thing. I'm going, okay, well, that's Italy. Who who are they playing? Like, they've got this white shirt with moulded in blue, and it's oh, awful. I didn't see it. Yeah, it's
8: not a great one, is it? It's oh. really
1: not. I, can I mean, I'm see that big one uh, gathering games, dust on uh, unclosed hangers. Dear oh dear, that's a shocker.
8: Yeah, that's funny. It. But it's interesting to see um, Hungary. Um, Orbán has been pouring a lot of money over the last few years into football, mm-hmm. um, and he wants to bring back the sort of the Muddy Magyar type era of of Hungarian success in football. Yep. and it looks as though that might be starting to pay some dividends. Yeah, um, I know they've got the uh, the Pushkaș Academy over there, um, and, and and I mean you know. It's, there's not many countries that have, have quite the stark level of difference between the international success and club lack of success. You know, France, Paris, Nürnberg are not exactly global players anymore um, in this day and age, but, um, but, but Hungary, yeah, at the top of their group with Germany, mm. Italy and England. So mm. they're, they're doing really well.
1: Yep, and uh, some nicer news uh, in the Champions Nations League, sorry, the Nations League, the uh, Croatia-Denmark game. Uh, again... Using the shirts, Croatia were in their traditional checkered shirt. But I've noticed again, FIFA, those pesky little yeah. fif- FIFA rights uh, have said to the um, to clubs, well, nations, that the back of the shirt's got to be clear. So their check shirt, the Croatian check shirt, at the back had that big square. No, no problem <laughs> okay. with that. Yeah. But on the front, because they need the um, the crest and the wording of who's playing who. Because you know, I see Croatia play. In this particular instance, Denmark, I've no idea who's playing who because that team in the, uh, the red and white Czech side can't be anything other than Croatia. So, so the front of their shirt also has a fair um, degree of white space. But Denmark, have you ever seen Denmark play in an away shirt?
3: No. no I can't think of what their away kit would Again, be.
1: Again, getting onto the shirts thing, I'm watching that going, OK, that's Croatia. Who the hell are they playing? Denmark, Denmark played in all black. OK. And that's always yeah,
3: well, well, though. Denmark's oh, red, and, nice red, and, yeah. red and white normally anyway so that's i mean that's literally the definition of an away kit That's right. they I don't totally myself
1: different. I don't know about you Derek but I'm thinking when was the last time I saw Denmark playing in an away shirt I'm thinking I don't think I ever have they've always played in that and uh, that humble half and half yeah. which doesn't clash with anybody but, but what I was going to get onto was uh, Christian Eriksen um, again we all know the story of, of Christian Eriksen at the uh, the Euros and uh, his recovery complete a screamer, an absolute worldie. 76-minute um, uh, Croatia, 1-0 um, up at that stage, and Ericsson, 25 yards out, goes, kick it to me, boys. <laughs> Bang. Did you, anyone who can see that one, uh, get get onto the uh, the YouTube or um, no-name streaming service to, to see that goal. H- how do you feel about that one, Derek? Christian Ericsson back uh, and Yeah, the it's a good
8: thing him back playing international football again. Mm. Um, you know, But he's yeah, he's proving that his health is back to normal, playing almost 90 minutes every game with Man United. Um, so that's been pleasant. And it has paid rest to any idea that Donny van der Beek is underrated if <laughs> um, Eric Ten Hag himself is running a 30-year-old with a pacemaker, Christian Eriksen, into the ground every single game instead of playing van der Beek. So maybe like van der Beek's you. ship has sailed at, 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 in English football. But, uh, but, you know, it's good to see Eriksen back playing yeah, international football again. And, you know,
1: it shows that you can, you know, come back from injury. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. Again, it's so so almost a, death, uh, really. Yeah, yeah. is yeah. yeah.
8: uh, probably not quite. <laughs> no, well, looking we, we,
1: we've seen, uh, and, and, and I won't bring up those memories, but we've seen that sort of situation um, not come out with a, with a great um, outcome. EuroNations, uh, uh, again, as I said, uh, Gibraltar, and, and your pronunciation, Derek, was just sensational. Gibraltar. <laughs> um, Equalised against Bulgaria. It was a great game. Um, those that... Uh, no, I've uh, adopted Gibraltar. That was where the Subutio World Cup was and I actually got to have a run around on the Victoria Stadium. Um, saw the Gibraltar national team train when the Euro Nations first started but Bulgaria 5, Gibraltar 1. But one all after 60 minutes and then the, the Bulgarians just went, um, oh, that's right, we're playing Gibraltar. <laughs> second gear, let's put it into fifth. Uh, you should see that Bulgarian second goal. Oh, my goodness. Just... Which
8: says he built the right after I got attacked by monkeys on the Big Rock <laughs> um, when I <I've> visited <laughs> there on, many years ago. You,
1: you would have gone on that same bus tour I did, and they said, "Don't touch the monkeys." I saw an y- American stick out. Oh, I did. Monkeys cute. They got rabies. Leave them alone. <laughs> no, no, no. They no, 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 were walking around, walking oh, no. around, <laughs> and that, that one
8: jumped on my back. From my <laughs> very much didn't try to touch it. So that's for sure. <laughs> that was yeah, very much unintentional.
1: So, Pete. Hungary one, Germany nil. Yep. Um, you know, as uh, I was saying, when we saw that result of uh, Hungary four, England nil, and people go, what the hell is going on there? He's playing a, a B side. The mm. Hungarians, they're, again, they played in the World Cup final. They're, they're not they're not mugs. I yeah, mean, you know, we're I, talking 70 years ago. Yeah, I, was gonna,
3: I, I, I agree with Derek. I think a lot of the, shall we say, the bigger names, um, Italy, Germany, England, France maybe, you know, they're not, ta- they're not taking it 100% seriously. Yeah, no, they, you eh? know, the die oh, on the World Cup. and rightly so. That's, that's the big one.
1: Faroe Islands and, just stuffing it up against Lithuania. I mean, come on. I mean, FIFA's got to investigate that. <laughs> one all? Dodgy, that is. It's absolute dodgy. Now, Belgium versus Wales. Do you want to touch onto that one, Derek?
8: Yeah, Belgium are interesting. Um, you know, because Roberto Martinez mm. gets a lot of credit for all the work he does with Belgium. Um, but I honestly, I, I just don't see what the fuss is about. <laughs> he gets, you know, on paper, one of the, 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 the most talented squads in, in world football and gets them to achieve about what you'd expect them to. <laughs> what you achieve
3: with them. Yeah.
8: Every, single, every single tournament. Yeah. And then he gets talked about for all these big jobs. And I really, I think they're underachieving, really, with the quality of play that they have got. Well,
1: again, I, 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 it was only the, the three-minute soundbite for want of a better phrase but uh, I saw that and quite frankly Belgium should have been 6-2 up at half time uh, De Bruyne was just running the mark. I mean like you say Derek you, you just go here's your number 7 shirt pitch is out there you know where the goals are just give it to him you know it's, it's the old Matt Busby George Best mm. you know George you don't need to hear any of this well, what, what are they saying there just kick it to George yeah. just kick it to De Bruyne um, Kiefer War from Moore's turning into a a striker for Wales uh, unfortunately it's a striker on a losing side on a regular basis
8: yeah Wales has have been interesting to watch though um as as much as I talk up Belgium um you know it's been good i feel culturally for Wales um you know that like to just to sort of create a separate national identity outside of the uk um in, in which football allows with Northern Ireland, Scotland and Wales all having their independent teams, which I think yeah. is fantastic. And then having the real sort of, it, it creates a sort of lightning rod for Welsh culture and language. And I think that's just really amazing to see. So um, watching their success has been, and their sort of relative success has been um, really, yeah, really fantastic. Um, but on the flip side, every time I see Wales and Northern Ireland succeed, it gives me just one less excuse for Scotland to um, explain away their lack, lack of success.
1: <laughs> Whack. Pete. Poland, Poland. Come on, mate. Poland zero, Netherlands two.
3: Yeah, well, it's
1: Netherlands. Yeah, well, they look like
3: they're taking it seriously.
1: So, Chesney <coughs> is it? Is it Chesney? No, yeah. I'll be honest. I haven't watched.
3: She'll... I haven't watched any of the games. Oh. So don't don't. Yeah, I'm not. yeah i am not i am not really in a position to, to comment too much on it. Okay. Um, I'd say. I look. I would say, as so long as we stay uh, clear of relegation, which uh, is what will be achieved with a result against Wales. So Wales can still avoid. Uh, getting relegated. Their final match is at home uh, in two days' time against Poland. If they get the win, they'll uh, they'll jump up to third spot in the group yeah, I know. and Poland will go down, Let's so look, Poland will go in for a bit.
1: Did a bit of research. On, got on, the, unusual for me, but watching that, Szczesny, the Polish goalkeeper, yep. um, goes on for a second. So um, the the Dutch midfielder, I think he's played midfield, Wighorst, there's a great through ball. He's gone on to a... Schraker. Stry- he is the striker. I thought he was a. Yeah, apparently yeah, well, signed
8: him to replace Chris Wood, and then he's, he's unloaded. Um, Szechstash,
1: Benabashi, one of those two? Yeah. Okay, thank you yeah, for yeah. that. Yeah, this so he, curse, he, yeah. he's running on. Chesney comes out, brave keeping, you know, a, a Polish keeper not wearing a, a helmet. Pete? Yeah. Does he not know of a Polish keeper wearing a helmet? No, I'm. Um, yeah. Oh, can't, can't yeah, name one? Yeah, no. Oh, he was he's Czech, just, wasn't no, he? Not I'm Polish. Not, yeah. he was what are you Czech.
3: talking about? The Chelsea keeper. All these Eastern European countries are the, same, the same to you, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah,
1: they yeah. all, all roll into one. Yeah, well, that's so, part so, of Wales, right? So yeah, so he's come diving out and uh, makes a save. Vigors goes, oh, crap, i better pull out of this. Jumps over the top of him. Mm-hmm. Chesney gets up and does everything but headbutts him. <laughs> Vigors gets a yellow card. It's like, w- wait, wait a minute. He, I'm going
3: to have to look at the highlights for this one. Oh,
1: That's a good one. That's a good <laughs> one. And, um, again, back, back to the Belgium game, the, um, the VAR shout I, I saw from the games I watched that it appears that UEFA and FIFA again with their tentacles and everything have instructed UEFA to make VAR work. So there were some good calls and there were some calls that, like, I'm watching it going, well, there's no way that that, that can stand. That's offside. Oh, that's VAR. Mm. He's miles offside. Mm. But uh, in the Belgian game, that, that penalty shout um, for, for, the, uh, for for the Welsh, no, against the Welsh, came in and... Clearly, got the ball. Uh, well, it was against um, De Bruyne. Mm. And De Bruyne is, you know, again, that's how much I'd, I like that man as a uh, candidate for GOAT. <laughs> well, he's in the penalty area. He's playing for, for his nation. Defender comes in, stretches, lunges, and then you go, oh, I'll fall over here. I'm in the penalty area. Mm. But doesn't get up at Histrionics because it was all ball. And yeah. the VAR has going, let's have a look at that because the, the rest's gone pen. VAR, no worries. Mm. That's all right. VAR working. So there's hope for the World Cup yet. Derek, on that uh, startling note, hope for the VAR yet. I, I can't believe I even said that. We will let you go. We've kept you longer than we, we should have. So we do uh, thank you very much for your time here at the World Football Programme. Lastly, anything else you want to finish us with? No, thanks
8: for having me on to go. It's just the last point I'll leave with. With is VAR, in my opinion, Go. if you can't see in six seconds whether or not the call is wrong, then it, it, it's right enough to, to stand. And on a commercial note, I'll, um, I'll do a good day. So thanks for having me
1: on. No, thank you, Derek. Right. Thanks, is, Derek. It is always our pleasure to have you on. And we will look forward to talking with you very, very soon in the future. Great. Thanks, guys. Cheers, mate. ta That was Derek Pollock, the extended version uh-huh. Uh friend of the show how cool was that that was fantastic gentlemen i've kept you here uh, and lady we've kept you here a little bit longer than uh, than anticipated but that's because once you're in you can never leave it's it's the hotel that's california right. here um unfortunately annie thomas for uh, a variety of reasons it will be unable to join us but we've got news items coming up after this break you're welcome to stay if you wish or you can leave your choice gentlemen rob caruso and nathan thorpe what do you want to do uh, I'll be heading into Frio Fantastic, cheeky <laughs> Fantastic. beer and a uh,
4: grand final watch. Yeah, yeah.
1: Nice. Uh, that's what I thought would be the case. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming in. We certainly appreciate you letting us all know about Perth ASC and um, onwards and upwards, all the way to the NPL. Uh, again, thanks. Awesome. Well, thanks for thanks having me. You. Thank you very much, you all, listening to Pete and Hugh on Radio Fremantle's The World Football Program. Plenty more to come. Please don't touch that dial to Radio Fremantle 107.9. Hey hey, it's Futsal WA,
8: the leading Futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's, and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth. Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth, and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432
1: 745 140 or simply at www.footswoolwa.org.au.
9: Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. The top station on
0: your radio dial, Radio
7: Fremantle 107.9 FM. (sighs)
1: Welcome back to Radio Fremantle 107.9, the World Football Program. And as I said, unfortunately, one of our guests has uh, pulled out. So we've got news items. But what I will do, I'll put some music under the background because, as I said, that press report uh, release that I did at the start of the show about the home venue for Perth Glory, as it went on for a bit, you can always do with a bit of... Yeah, you can always polish a... A statue. Policy, policy. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering where you were going with that <laughs> Pete, uh, news. Just uh, recently on September the 22nd, the Socceroos' long search for a naming rights sponsor is over.
3: That's right. So we'll, uh, we'll actually read through the article here. So uh, Football Australia is delighted to unveil Subway as the new naming rights partner Eat of fresh. the country's much-loved uh, national senior team, the Socceroos. Uh, and also... Um, Full credit to one of our regular present uh, regular contributors on the website, Peter Wright, Peter Wright, who came up with the super sub comment from that, which I thought was a great one. Um, Get <laughs> on you, Pete. Uh, so uh, the record-breaking three-year partnership is the largest ever national team sponsorship deal in Australian football history. And sees Subway with more than thirty-seven thousand locations globally secure the naming rights for the Subway Socceroos, the Subway Ollie Roos, the Subway Young Socceroos, and the Subway Joey's. Uh, and I'll, I'll sort of say at the same uh, as I said on the uh, website on the Facebook page, I sort of do like the idea, the name Subway Socceroos more than Caltech Socceroos. I think. Um, Oil companies are a little bit on the nose these days, so um, you know, happy to take their money and all. But um, we'll see what we'll see what Subway does, and I'm imagining there'll probably be various promotional deals and so forth as yeah. well. Yeah. So and as part of the game-changing deal, Subway also becomes the official partner of the ComBank Matildas and the Australia Cup, the largest knockout competition in Australia, with over 700 teams from all countries of the uh, sorry, all corners of the country entering each year. Subway will enter uh, have exclusive category rights for the Socceroos, ComBank Matildas, men's and women's youth teams and the Australia Cup. And again sort of just stepping away from the article for a second, I've said on this program a number of times in the past yep that I feel Football Australia was missing a trick by not promoting the, the, as it was then, the FFA Cup. Yes. Uh, It's the only competition in any sport that features clubs from all over Australia. And I'm kind of happy to see that they are pushing that angle now, you know?
1: Well, as it should be. Again, you're quite right there, Pete. We we were extremely excited when the FFA Cup first came on board. We're not, not continuing that same level of excitement with the the product we've seen at this particular point in
3: time no no that's that's not what i'm getting at. my point is like we're football people we understand yep. when they say yep the australia cup or the ffa we understand instinctively okay it's a knockout cup you know from all around you know, all sorts of teams in it um someone who might be let's let's call them a generic sports fan but not you know hardcore about football uh probably doesn't realize what it is they think oh it's just another competition with the a-league teams so you know you don't get in in basketball with the NBL or Aussie rules with the AFL or the NRL, you, don't, you never see one of the top league national sides playing against local community-based club teams. And in the case of Sydney uh, United, um, Getting knocked out twice in one season by them. So, yeah. hey, speaking yeah, of the cup final, there, what is uh, Sydney against uh, Macarthur? Honestly, Sydney
1: United fifty eight against Macarthur.
3: Is it possible for both teams to lose? Because that's sort of what I'm hoping for there.
1: Oh, Pete, come on yeah. now, <laughs>
3: no, come just, on. Just, now. Look, look. Theoretically, I'd be going for the uh, community based club, but um, as a, as a Glory fan from back in the NSL days, I I can't do it. I can't hope they win. Uh, fair play to them and congratulations on the on the making the final, but. I don't know who to get Like I say, I just want them both to lose in that final. Uh, Anyway, going back to the uh, press release. Upon announcing the uh, new partnership with Subway, Football Australia Chief Executive Officer James Johnson said we're thrilled to welcome Subway as the naming rights partner of the now Subway Socceroos and our men's national youth teams for the next three years. We're also pleased to see Subway join as a partner of the Australia Cup as we approach a history-making Australia Cup final on the 1st of October at Combank Stadium in Sydney. Subway joins us at a time of unprecedented interest and growth in Australian football. The the team at Football Australia has worked tirelessly to strategically position our iconic national teams in an increasingly competitive market. And this record-breaking partnership, which follows a series of other commercial announcements over the last two years, demonstrates how deeply the Subway Socceroos and Combank Matildas resonate with the Australian public. It also continues our efforts to work with the brands that are aligned with our own values and as the top-ranked company on YouGov's dining and quality rating standards. Wow, that's well, high
1: praise indeed.
3: We are delighted to be working with another high-performing team. The Subway's par- the Subway Partnership announcement is highlighted by the centenary celebrations yeah. of the Subway Socceroos as they build towards a sixth FIFA World Cup appearance later this year and coincides conser- with the team's Farewell match against New Zealand in Brisbane, which, as one we nil, know, one finished nil, one 0 and an my Mabil Corker. But honestly, yep. if we I play did. like that against at yep. the World Cup, well, it's uh, not going to go well. Yeah, we've
1: seen that. We've seen that. Uh, I'll just uh, close out that one. Thanks, Pete. For right. the, the organisation is now on track to increase FA's revenues for the twenty twenty three financial year to one hundred million. Beautiful. One hundred in comparison to the approximately eighty five million it banked per annum prior to COVID. And the unbundling of the A-Leagues, which has seen the spin-off into separate commercial entities controlled by the club. Yes. Uh, so that's good work. Now, I'll get into some Ange Postacoglu news very, very shortly, but uh, for those that may or may not have seen, Ange Postacoglu has turned down or snubbed his nose or whatever you want to say to um, to EPL side by saying, I'm already at a big club. Well, he is, at Celtic. So who, who has he said no to? EPL clubs. When they go, yeah, which Wouldn't you EPL like to manage clubs? a big club? And he goes, but I'm already at a big club, which is a, a huge statement. Uh, so, Sorry, has
3: an EPL club actually come
1: I'm not looking as for him as far... or is it
3: just talking in vague terms? I think it's... he's
1: talking in vague terms okay? Then, mate. So, so someone's
3: probably reached out to him under the radar and he's been like, no thanks?
1: Well, I would think so, yeah. Okay. Where is that? I'm trying to f- There we go. So I've got a bit here on and underneath, underneath me now. For those that um, that may know it, it's The Great Escape. Can you hear it, Pete?
3: It's not the movie. Oh, there we go.
1: How about that? What's, so, uh, what's
3: this? Another music? There's more music. There's someone singing as well.
1: No, there's not. Not this one. No, there was. The one before that was from the 2022 World Cup, and that was. Um, Oh, Live for Love United by Love United. I'm, the, I'm getting, the I'm time.
3: getting the Great Escape, and I'm getting a woman singing. Do you have two things playing at once? No. Okay. Uh, now it's just the Great Escape. Maybe. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Ange Postecoglou, uh, and he's um, was asked about why he would uh, allow Tom Rogic to leave Celtic. Yep. After six years. Yep. And he basically said, well, you know, it's in the best interest for Tom. He told Adelaide now, he's a, he's a legend at Celtic, but at the same time he spent his whole adult life there and I could sense that he just needed a change. Yep. Six years. Six years. Six years. As that's, an adult that's, life. A fairly,
3: that's a fairly hefty chunk of a football player's uh, career, like, you know, adult career.
1: Postacoglu says, Tommy's talent is unquestionable. And also, he backs himself against anybody. He's still possibly one of our best players at national team level and hasn't taken the easy route by going to the championship. His fitness levels and everything need to be at their best to compete there. People shouldn't underestimate him to last that long at a club like Celtic, which demands success. Tom had nine to ten years of that, and he's got to be a strong character to survive that long. No doubt, if fit, raring to go, he'll be a challenge for anybody at the World Cup. And for those that have not heard, Tom Rogic has signed for West Bromwich Albion on a free and has yet to start a game. Okay. He has taken on the number seven shirt. All right. That's nice. That's but, nice. You know, Probably
3: that's, doesn't count for much if you're not actually starting a game, but...
1: Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, but, but that's all right. So Tom was uh, getting heat back in Oz for pulling out of the international squad over the summer. And yep. Ange said it was right on his day and fit. The Celtic hero... Cause and still calling him a Celtic hero, which he is. Yeah. The Celtic hero is one of the best players at Australia's disposal. The World Cup squad is yet to be announced, and I would be surprised if Rogic didn't make the team. hmm If he doesn't, then Soccery boss Graham Arnold will be making a huge mistake, said Postacoglu. As for Tom, at West Brom, he's going to have to make sure he's ready for the slog of the, that the championship brings. Playing the SPFL will certainly mean he's more equipped to it than most. Hmm. Fair call. Yep. Yep. Fair call. That's, a, yeah, all, all right. right.
3: Uh, and in other news, uh, coming back to the uh, the Young yeah. Socceroos, or as they're now known, the Subway Young Socceroos. Ha-ha! Uh, thanks to Sasha Pisani uh, for the article. Um, so there's a <clears throat> under-20 Costa Calida Super Cup uh, being held in, I believe it's Spain. Uh, and so Australia's sounds playing that. Yeah, sounds Spanish. Well, which realistically could be half the world, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, the the young Socceroos went down one nil to Morocco uh, in their opening game this this week, uh, and they will be playing Chile on the September the twenty fifth, and then England sorry Chile and then England on um, September the twenty eighth. So there's some good experience for the uh, under twenty young Socceroos there, and there's also uh, interestingly not one but two Perth Glory players in the lineup as Amen. well. Yeah, uh, Kalian, I'm going to trip over the last name. um uh, magic done on me and I apologise for that one because I, right. yeah, I stumbled no not to you I'm apologising to him um, uh, and Joseph Ford who we have seen uh, play for the, the Glory Seniors in fact he had the full 90 when we had that magnificent 2-0 win over Melbourne City that me and about two and a half other thousand people were at the ground for
1: yeah I, I, but, I was in the, I was in the good seats during in the, yeah? uh, the press box oh la-dee-da oh, you? hey your ticket was there I'm going where's Pete <laughs> oh he's down he's down there now, in other news uh, concerning the Matildas, Tony Gustafson apparently is uh, looking at uh, over his shoulder, as in he might be in doubt to be getting the oh. the boot. Thanks to back-to-back defeats by the reigning Olympic champions, Canadia.
3: Yep, I I saw some like list of his results since he's been coaching, and it's there's a lot more losses than wins. Good thing Penny's not here because she could back up my call. Oh, I yeah. was
1: not happy when yeah. they uh, when they appointed him. Um, you know, you've got to get a You've got to get a coach. Of course Uh, course you do. But, you know, if he was, again, I I hope to be proved wrong because when in, what, we're talking eight months' time, when Gustafsson and Sam Kerr are holding up the World Cup going, Huey, you got it wrong, son. I'm happy to be called that. But I was very underwhelmed when they appointed him because if he was a good European coach, surely a good European side would come along and go, please coach us.
3: Honestly, I've said it before. Um, look, if you look over, the Philippines women's team is doing really well. I think whoever they've got as a coach, they need to get, they yeah, need to get that no, bloke over for I Australia. I have been following He's, their results yeah, in, no, the, in the
1: AFF when they're winning everything. Yeah, 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 so. who, who, who was that again? But anyway, that's a different story for a different time on a different show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, identifying uh, his side records against the world's best is a longstanding weakness, according to this article, which was written by, oh, uh, according to uh, Josie Lynch from the Australian Correspondence, Uh, Gustafsson's continually preached the need for the Matildas to play against high-strength, quality opposition in the lead into the World Cup. You can't argue that. If you want to win the World Cup, you've got to play the best and you've got to beat the best. Well, how do you get confidence about playing and beating the best? Oh, I know, organised friendlies. Mm. So, again, when we played Spain and particularly the recent uh, results against Canada, Canada have been building this... Oh, steamroller of a mm. women's side mm. for the last, what, three Olympic campaigns? Yep. And they know that if, as do most um, most nations and clubs, if you start at the bottom of the pyramid and build that strength, it will it will get you the success, whatever that level of success has been. And as uh, Rob Caruso from Perth ASC have said, you know, if you want to set that level and, 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 and that, that target, that's your success. But um, I didn't think the, result, the games against Canada were that bad. Yeah, no. no. And I, certainly the result that everyone was screaming about was that. Um, 7-0 against Spain. Against Spain. Yeah. And you'd think, well, hang on a minute. As we, it was you. As my wingman that day, th- I mean, the Spanish were favoured to win that women's Giro. Yeah. And that was, what, three, four days? Was their last, no, it was about a week. It was mm. their last warm up game mm. before going into that tournament. They were cherry ripe. Yeah. Oh, what, they made the semis? Quarters. No, England beat them in the quarters, didn't they? Semis. I remember. Beat them in the <laughs> semis, I think. <laughs> anyway, of course, uh, yeah, so Johnson, so this is um, uh, James Johnson, the CEO of um, the FA, has said, of course, Tony will be in charge in October. We're not focused on windows for friendly matches. Our goal is to ensure that by 2023 in July, when the Matildas <laughs> kick off in Sydney, that they're at their peak.
3: So the uh, so what you're saying is the board has just given the coach their unanimous support. No, no, I didn't. So say that means that. he'll be he'll be gone then.
1: I didn't say that. That was from <laughs> James Johnson, the CEO. Yeah, well, that's that. what
3: I'm saying. You oh, know no, what it means really. when the board gives their, their yeah. support for him. And uh, look, the other thing is, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll pick up. always always say, <laughs> friendlies. The results don't matter. You you hate them. Oh, I don't hate them, but like oh come on, Pete. You, you know they'll they'll pump them up on TV like as you, you a, actively
2: and, dislike and them.
3: rightly as rightly so. Yeah, you know, Australia playing Canada,
2: blah yeah, blah blah. Yeah. But
3: it ultimately it's a friendly match. There's nothing riding on it. No, I'd rather lose every friendly match we played and get a better result. In a ta- in like a proper, you know, in the World Cup or the Asian like, Champions like, like or something. Like
1: the Asian Cup where we fielded the full strength side no, against no, no, Indonesia no. and pumped them 11 0 when we didn't need to. Uh, uh, 18.
3: 18, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Sam no, no, no. Sam, so, Sam yeah. Kerr
1: scored 20 that day, didn't she?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Banged in a couple for Indonesia <laughs> yeah. just to make it feel a bit better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Three of them disallowed Ross <laughs> I.
3: <laughs> but yeah, so like, um, yeah, a friendly match is just a friendly match. During that's the right. 90 minutes, sure, I want us to win. Yeah. But if you said to me from an overall perspective, we got the World Cup next year. Do you really is it really that important that you yeah and like you said the results against Canada we went down by one goal each time that's it's right. not the that's end right. of the world um you know would you rather win this scratch you know scratch match against Canada eight months before the World Cup or would you rather lose that one and do better in the World Cup you yeah. know that's what friendly matches are for. Canada a,
1: 1-0 in the semi-final yeah, yeah
3: yeah blood 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 new players if you need to yeah. try out your new yeah. tactics try everything out
1: yeah no, it right. doesn't matter you 100% but right.
3: yeah, you know, at the same time if you do get pumped 7-0 uh, th- that that does rightly raise questions.
1: To, and again, to be fair, that uh, that Spain Australia game, we I mean, it was the. I think we went through the injury unavailable list of that yeah. starting eleven, and we had a starting thirteen unavailable yeah. for injury or rest or variety reasons because that was actually outside of the WSL um, season. Yeah. So another interesting point from uh, James Johnson, the CEO of Football Australia, and this one again is from Joey Lynch of the Australian correspondent. He is saying that the National Second Division is definitely going ahead in twenty twenty three. That's fantastic
3: news, and I'd be a lot more pumped for it if I had not been hearing the same thing for the last <laughs> eight years. That it's next year, it's definitely going ahead. And I, and yeah, I'm, I'm being a bit tongue in cheek there because. I'm sure it will happen at some point, but yeah. all I'm saying is we have been hearing that. And to be fair, they again, with the FFA Cup before that kicked off, there was about two or three years in a row where it was definitely happening next yeah. year. And it did happen in the end. I don't doubt that it will happen. Um, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it with promotion and relegation between the A-League and the second division. Uh, and then between the second division and the state leagues, Obviously, there'd need to be some sort of criteria to move between the two. Yep. But well, I, from what I've heard is they're actually struggling to get teams yep. willing to commit because I think it was three quarters of a million you need to pay yeah, for I'm a, going a going license South, or whatever. I, don't, I yep. don't
1: see any... So, the, the Football Australia uh, uh, made an announcement for a formal expression yes. of interest... Yeah. Uh, to identify the competition's inaugural clubs by mid-2023. Football Australia had, uh, in June, detailed financial work on the requirements that entrants would need to meet to compete in a variety of possible second-vision frameworks. The purpose of the talks were twofold. One was to deliver aspirant clubs... Uh, Some home truths about the costs of entering into Australia's first attempt to establish a national second tier. And two, to source feedback from those entities surrounding practicalities and preferences surrounding the competition format, season timings, costs Mm -hmm. and the all-encompassing, get that big blanket, more.
3: More, yeah. So come on. What I've sort of heard on the grapevine is that there's only been about six teams, six clubs that have said, "Yes, you know, we're up for it." Um, You'd assume South Melbourne would be one of them, and after that, it's all a bit could be these, could be, could be Sydney United, could be Wollongong.
1: Yep, Johnson admitted. Uh, as far as clubs go, they weren't as interested in participating when they saw what it really takes. Yeah. But the Federation nonetheless was satisfied that there was enough genuine, tangible interest to advance the next stage of the process with introducing a long agitated for second tier. Yeah. Johnson said there is sufficient interest at a level. I would be comfortable setting up a second tier as a result of the roadshow, which they held in June. hmm where we go from here is the next stage in that process, and that is the expression of interest mm-hmm. stage. Now, Mr. Sage, on this show, uh, on numerous occasions, quite, as did um, uh, Gary Meraki, quite categorically said there's absolutely no way a national second tier, for financial reasons alone, is likely to be a sustainable mm. entity. Thoughts on that, Pete?
3: Look, I've, I've said this before. I know lots of people smirk, at the the, the statement that in Australia we're different. Yes, we are. You you can smirk at it all you want. Um, It's it's an undeniable fact. You know, Australia geographically is the sixth largest country in the world. Population-wise, we're nowhere near the top 10 or top 20. Correct. Uh, In terms of population that follows football, which, let's be honest, is not the number one, number two or maybe number three you could say but you know, in terms of spectator well, sport again, um, and, and crowds you know so so we're sort of down down on those fronts and you know if we if if Australia was just let's say just Victoria and New South Wales like geographically that area yeah sure any any um, community club from there that suddenly got into the national second division well all they need to do is invest in a coach. Uh, sorry, as in a a bus, not, not a coach. Um, a bus, and they can get anywhere they need within, you know, twelve hours max. Uh, it's a different story when you're a community club and you're used to zipping across the, you know, across the other side of the city. You go go to the west side, go to the east side of the city uh, for an away game. Suddenly to have it to be hopping on a plane every second week. Oh yeah. To um yeah for your away games. So, uh, I would I want a second division. I'm not in any way saying it's a bad thing all I'm saying is, you know, people that go, well, look, they can do it in England and they can do it in Sudan and they can do it, you know, that's fine. But again, you can get across those countries pretty easily, a lot easier. And oh, yeah. and probably also being West Australian, I feel that more acutely than maybe people over East because, you know, I'm I'm sort of could see the situation where they go, well, we'll set up a second division, but it'll only just be Melbourne and Sydney type thing. Um, and again, if, if no Perth sides want to compete in that, no, no current... Perth community, sides. So I've got no problem with that. That's up to them if they, if they want to push on for that. Um, but yeah, so that, that's my opinion on on that front. So, what else you got there, Pete? Oh, uh, also worth mentioning on Sunday, uh, twenty twenty two Goldfields Challenge Cup kickoff is at three pm Kingsway Reserve. It's a Western Australia state representative side against Perth Glory. Uh, admission is by a gold coin donation, and all proceeds are going to J- Danny Hodgson. Uh, who we've who we've stuff. seen on the news so that's oh, that's we're in the Dh7 hat again. Yeah, you are wearing the Dh7 hat so um, if you've you know you got no plans for tomorrow afternoon Kingsway Reserve head out there literally a gold coin donation I'm sure if you wanted to drop in a few gold coins no one would say no to that but uh, and and see uh, Perth Glory taking on Western Australia there in a um, oh, friendly match.
1: Pete, you're going to have to go one more. I'm trying to get Mr. Sage on the
3: line. I've literally got nothing else to Come go on, over. Pete. Oh, what am I good luck oh, on, on Nothing else. Yes, you
1: you've, have.
3: You've caught me out here. So, um, no, I'm sorry. I, 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 you, oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Yes, there was one other thing which I was going to do some investigation into, but I haven't got more details yet. But for those of you do, who do follow the Glory and, and generally the A-League, uh, the a league's fantasy has uh, been started so if you're into your fantasy football and I think from what I did see there is sort of two sides to it there's there's a tipping competition and a fantasy football competition so if you just want to sign up and do the yeah I think these are what the score lines are going to be each week uh, <laughs> that's that's one thing and there's also the 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 more detailed one where you pick your team you know across the league and then you score your points based on who, how, how, do, how
1: do we get into that one
3: pete so that's on the keep up website uh i'll post a link once i've got the I full thought you details did like keep up keep up well it's a bit of a weird website <laughs> but um and uh, again based on the uh penny like this because based on the images at least i think it's a yep. you can do one for the women and one for the men nice. so you can pick up uh, at least that's going by the pictures it's it's both both uh the men's and the women's team so maybe it's even a combined one you can have a mixed-gender side, for all I know. No, that
1: won't work. No, I would Well, for that. a
3: fantasy football, it would work. You could do that. Actually, that would actually be quite no, no, interesting. No, no,
1: because, like, if I I put on my Matthew Cheeseman fa- uh, football manager hat on, you are not got, as much as I'd love to, you know, I'm taking over West Bromwich Albion. my first signing is Sam Kerr, a striker. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. Not likely to happen. But what a fantasy world that would have been. the Well, yeah,
3: so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll investigate the fantasy, fantasy football a front. bit more. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll investigate that a bit more and see how we're how we going with the uh, fantasy football side of things there. All
1: right, you've got uh, Hugh and Pete bumbling our way through. Uh, As I said, this was always going to be the problematic end to the show. Uh, Mr (laughs) Sage is in the UK. We were going to – we were slated to be his alarm clock. It is a quarter to six a.m. in the UK at the moment. I've sent out a message to Mr Sage and uh, the likelihood, as Pete said when I first told him, is that even though he's an early riser, we might be on the back burner. But never mind. Uh, You've got Pitney and Hugh here on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Underneath me, we've been playing uh, My England, 20 anthems to inspire a nation, Uh, but we will be back in just a moment. Please stay with us. Plenty more to come.
7: Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM.
9: Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 9258-6822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor.
5: Oswest Fencing and Royal Time is a fourth generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Royal Time. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Now I believe-
7: i from Wigan, me. I'm honest, as No, I'm not one to tell a lie And I bet you're just like me When the Latics went to Wembley They came home with the FA Cup And little Wigan are at it again You just couldn't make it up It's a dream come true, we do believe It was always meant to be And here comes Mr Whelan singing from Wigan, me I'm from Wigan, me I'm this that's candy No, I'm not one To tell a lie Cross me heart, hope to die I'm from Wigan, me I'm honest, that's candy No, I'm not one To tell a lie And I bet you're just like me We beat City in the final It costs a few bob that thing And we've just beat them again so we're keeping alive the dream. Now the blue and white army take on the Gunners It isn't over yet Cos we did not once from 2-0 down That's a game they won't forget Oh no I'm from Wigan, me I'm honest as can be No I'm not one to tell a lie Cross me heart, or to die I'm from Wigan, me I'm honest as can be No I'm not one to tell a lie I'll bet you'll just want
1: like me. And welcome back to Radio Fremantle 107.9's The World Football Programme as we thought might be the case. Tony Sage uh, is currently unavailable, but we have Perth superfan on the line, Matt Stacey. Good morning, Matt. How are you today? Good morning, Matt. How are you today? I'm good. Matt, we uh, were mentioning uh, at the start of the show the announcement from the Perth Glory about the home venue being confirmed as Macedonia Park. What are your thoughts on that one, please?
0: I'm just happy the games are in Perth, honestly.
1: Yep, Yep.
2: good point.
0: Honestly, I think there would have been a better venue solution, but I think Kingsway, where the game's being played tomorrow, would have been a better ground to play at because it's more open spaces around where people could have parked. Parking's going to be an issue.
1: We mentioned that. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is.
0: Yes. But then the city of Stirling, I've already been in touch with them about that and they're already working a plan to have substantial parking close by.
1: Okay. Yes, that was in the press release also. So uh, obviously that's been highlighted, as was the uh, the lighting arrangements down there. And as I uh, was saying to Pete, the uh, the beverage and food and beverage. Let me just get the that balance there. Yeah. Beverage and beverage. Uh, so the food that sounds and beverage like situation might be an issue as well because um, there's not that readily available um, high production food production area at Macedonia Park currently.
0: So they they could take use some of the back oval for all yep. that with food vendors and all that. That's true enough. If, yeah. So that's what I'm expecting will happen there. Then I don't know if you as a member got an email yesterday about the refund. That's right. Every member. Mm. Yeah.
1: So tell us but about that one, Matt. You obviously got that email so without going too far into the, uh, the contents because it's a public document. Um, what refund are you getting per game?
0: Oh, I'm paying $90 for the three games, should I say. Nice. Three home games. Yep.
1: yep. And what's uh, what's your thought on the fact that, as uh, Peter mentioned earlier on, when we did re- uh, read out that uh, press release, of not being able to get into Macedonia Park as a member?
0: Well, I can understand why. Most of there were more members already signed up than capacity. So right. mm-hmm. you disadvantage disadvantaged some to others. That's what my theory is that's happened. So they couldn't offer the membership for them.
1: Okay. Can I play devil's advocate here? And it would be remiss to me and Sean Kelly would certainly be kicking my backside. The uh, disabled access at Macedonia Park is not the greatest. Do you see that becoming an issue?
0: Most probably, but then they're we going to have a solution for it. Maybe behind one of the goals, they might have a disabled section.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: And that... Yeah, like they'll have a shed end, sorry, behind one of the goals yeah. as
1: well. Do you think that'd be down at Up Road End?
0: I wouldn't, wouldn't have a clue. I'm not that familiar with the park. I've only seen pictures. Okay. I've been there a couple of times.
1: Okay, well, I am familiar with with, with the pitch, obviously, uh, having refereed there more than a few times, and I would suggest that that Up Road End would be ideal for the shed end. Yeah. Because the other end is uh, w- would be parking and food and beverage uh, uh, areas, I would have thought, because that's the tarmac area. Mm.
0: And, and the glory shirts, the new oh, they are uh, fantastic. P- now, are now you're talking Pete's language. Ever. Go for
1: it. Go for it. Tell and us about the it.
0: Best, they're the best strips ever we've had.
1: Yep.
0: And, and the, than the sunburst? Oh, well, oh I don't mention much, that. much better. <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, he's pulling your leg there. No, that sunburst one, but.
1: Yeah. <laughs> better than the yellow and black one.
3: No, I did like the oh, yellow I did and like black. that yeah, one. Yeah, that, I did like cup, that one. The, the cut yeah. one, that yeah. was a
1: beauty. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Tell us and about it, please, uh, nice, Matt. And I love the nice touch on the away strip on the back. If you yes. notice, it has the city of Perth on.
3: Yeah. The, the skyline down the base.
1: Pete, Pete was yeah. saying that. I've, I've got the, uh, the, the slight uh, phobia of, are you looking, does my bum look big in this? The fire show tagline, does my bum look big in this? The city of Perth, but I don't think my bum's the, big enough.
0: The only thing I don't like about them is what? having Paramount on the back of the shirts. That cut the, as a member, we were meant to get Paramount free, they've, pulled
1: out on the agreement paramount yeah we mm. we did mention that um, well, last time I was in the hosting chair which was uh, what two three weeks ago yeah that's um, that's a disappointment but again paramount going oh but by the way we're gonna put more women's games on free to- air so you know good news no no well, well they're, yeah. they're
3: taken the women's games off free to air they putting, putting them on, Peach. on pa- paramount
1: No, I
3: thought it was on... No, 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 they've taken them off Channel 10. They're only on Paramount. Oh, okay. They've gone the other way.
1: I've gone the other way. So I think
3: they're putting an extra men's game on so where it used to be one men's, one women's on Channel 10. Yep. uh, Now it's two men's on Channel 10 and everything else on Paramount, I believe. Wow. So, yeah,
0: so. No, the women's are going on Channel 10.
1: Yeah, they P- are? Peach, I thought. wasn't. It wrong? Yeah, yeah. Ch- 10 Peach, yes. free to air. Oh, just, I'll just shut yes. up then. Oh, that's all right, Pete. No, 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 I mean, <laughs> hey, every time I open up my mouth, I'm, I'm usually 100% certain I'm, I'm talking uh, absolute um, shizer, but uh, on that particular one, I thought, yep. oh, okay, maybe I did get that one wrong. Yeah, no, I was under the impression that 10 have taken the, the A-League women's from Paramount and put them onto 10 Peach and go, we're going to put more free-to-air on 10 Peach of the women's game. But Uh, No,
3: no, no. I'm going to say here, the press release is all A-League women's games... Go. ...will be... Oh, sorry, will be placed on 10's streaming service. They're not going to be on free-to-air.
1: Fantastic. So, yes and no. All right. Fantastic. I
3: knew there was something like that. So, so it is free-to-air, but you need to stream
1: it off your phone. You can't just flick the channels and find it. So, Matt... Can I ask you a question? We, when we announced that, uh, well, spoke through that press release, how would you envisage getting to Macedonia Park uh, via public transport? Do you hope uh, Do you hope that the city uh, of Stirling or maybe the Perth Glory will be putting on shuttle buses from the Stirling train station?
0: Well, I would imagine um, Transperth perth will, because they're meant to offer free public transport Who to match those, if yep. match those tickets. So they should be putting on shuttle buses from Stirling, train, Stirling and Glendale
3: train Station. Well, the, the free public transport just means you can ride the existing lines for free. It doesn't necessarily guarantee oh. that they're going to specifically put extra lines on. Um, I'd hope they would. It'd be nice if they did, don't get me wrong. but
1: well, Now, I see, that's, that's an interesting point there, Pete, because when the egg shape is on at uh, the lobster uh, <laughs> pot... That they—that is not a traditional. They, tradition, they do is,
3: run extra trains then. Some but of
1: those bus lines are, are specifically for that particular
3: uh, special event. Uh, but let's be honest: when that's on, you're talking fifty thousand people attending. Not, uh, yeah, I hate to say it, but you know, five to six thousand that you're probably going to hope for at Macedonia Park.
1: That's a good call, Matt. How many games do you reckon you're going to see at Macedonia Park with the Perth Glory?
0: Well, I'll be going to nine because I'm on a cruise ship for one of them. So, in a way, I'm not losing out this year.
1: Good man. (laughs) And do you want to give us another plug for the Tour of Duty?
0: Or Tour of Duty, if anyone's interested, just go to the Perth Glory Shed page because time is running out to secure your spot.
1: Okay, so give us those details again. Thanks, Matt. The Perth Glory Shed homepage on Facebook?
0: Yes. Or they can... Go? Or they can, if they've got Facebook, and message me. Anyone messages me, or if you, they message you, you can pass them on to me, and I can send them through the flyer.
1: Fantastic. And we need to put down a two hundred dollar deposit by when, please, Matt.
0: It was. It's meant to be the first home game, but, but. that was obviously <laughs> that's obviously changed. Yes, so I'm not quite. So I'm not quite sure of the that is going to change the first home game or it should be the first – what would have been the first home game.
1: Right. Okay. All right, Matt, I really do uh, thank you for uh, sending me that uh – and Sage, message. Is, and Sage is in Perth. Is he? Oh, okay. I, uh, well, the, the information... He came I got, back early. Yeah, fair enough. That's probably why he's not answering the phone because, <laughs> uh, you know, jet lag is a, uh, is a horrible thing to deal with and to do quick in, quick outs just messes around the biological clock. So, Mr. Sage, you sleep in, son. Thank you very much for everything you do to football here in the state. Matthew Stacey... Uh, I won't ask you to reveal your uh, upcoming um, attire because we'll save that one for the surprise <laughs> no, that it will I'm be. Not, I've not got anything new. Turn it up. I'm, I'm just up.
0: reusing everything yeah. this
1: season. Uh, he's gone COVID on us. Come on. That, well, fair he, enough.
3: Well, you're saying he's gone into lockdown.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Matt, thank you very much. I really do appreciate you jumping on at very, very short notice. Um, and if ever,
0: if ever you have a pull out, I'm more than uh, happy for you to call me.
1: A cancellation, thank you very much, Matthew. (laughs) The English is important here, mate. (laughs) Thank you very much, mate. We've got Len coming up very, very shortly for Bags Groove, our jazz show. I'd like to thank. Oh, he's hung up. I didn't. Thank you very much. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors Um, Gate and Fence Hardware. Uh, We've got Greg Farrell at Futsal WA and Oz West Fencing for all your fencing needs. Many thanks. Thank you very much for joining us here on the World Football Program 107.9 Radio Fremantle. Pete, thank you very much for once again proving your status as the (laughs) world's greatest wingman. No worries. We'll be back again next week. I'm not sure who's in the chair, but it won't be me. Thank you. Or will it be me?
3: Well, if we're looking for a more slicker performance next week, we'll have someone else in and then you and I will come in and uh, lower the tempo again.
1: We've been relegated to the C team again. How right, fantastic! Yep. All right, <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, Len is coming very, very shortly with the jazz show, Bags Groove. Thank you very much. See you next week.
0: Join us again next week at the same time for the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle one hundred seven point nine FM.